Hey everybody, this is Steve. And this is Parnell. I was trying to come up with a cool name and I <laughs> I did not come up come up with one. <laughs> and this is This uh, is player one! Yeah. <laughs> and this is Flippin' and Mashing. We're on a road trip right now. Uh, this is episode 25. 25. Hey, we remembered this time. Um so the first thing I guess we probably should talk about is we went down to the arcade. We put our money where our mouth is ish kind of we yeah. kept talking about doing a little uh location play and um you had been to the local arcade and said that they had some new games um, like tomb raider and teenage mutant ninja turtles and uh we needed to try them out and uh re- review them right so uh well, this is a bumpy road <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> i feel like i'm on a trampoline but uh uh, the, the first game that we played was Tomb Raider, wasn't it? Um, no, it wasn't. It was uh, H2 Overdrive. Oh, yeah. I think we just walked around. I, I looked at Tomb Raider. Um, Tomb Raider is freaking huge. Yeah, it's massive. It's this huge screen, four so, guns. I found out. Okay, so let's we'll, we'll talk about Tomb Raider first. Sure. Uh, the screen, I think, it, it gets projected from right in front of where the guns are. It's not facing you, obviously. It's facing the screen. But I want to say the screen is 75 inches or so. I mean, it's big. Yeah, I, I, I don't know inch-wise, like, how large it would be, but it is very, very large. Um, and it's a four-player handgun. Um, and it plays like uh, Big Buck or House of the Dead. Yeah. Um, it's based off... What, what, what Tomb Raider is that? It's like... It's based off of the first guy. So when they remade the Tomb Raider series, when they got this latest trilogy, it's based off of the first uh, of the trilogy. Yeah, it's kind of... Uh, it's hard to explain. Maybe it's from 2016 or 17, but la- is it the last of Last of Us or Last of Tomb Raider? One. No. Oh. <laughs> no, no. The, the, the first one is called... I think it's just called Tomb Raider. Okay, but it's... Yeah, it is a, definitely a reboot... Of the series. Right. And she's actually out in the wild again. Right. Um, You're not playing as Tomb Raider. You're helping her. Like she's, like she's, in this game. In this yeah. game. In yes. the actual Tomb Raider console game, Obviously you, you play as Raider. her. I like the gun mechanics a lot. I like the way you cock it. I like the way it feels when you shoot somebody. I've played it in the past, and uh, the reticule was was real tight if I shoot the little... Um, Probably when the game just got brought in, right? Right. Yeah, it just got calibrated. Right. The, the red dot or whatever that you're aiming at would line up perfectly with the, with how the gun felt. But this time it was a little bit lower. So once I got used to where it was located on the screen, I was absolutely fine. It just, when I was looking down the sights on the gun, it wasn't lining up properly. But that, that's not, it's not a big deal. Uh, your, yours was just fine, though. Um, probably because I didn't use the gun as the aiming mechanism. Oh, you were only using the dot. Yeah, I just, I held the gun actually at my hip. Because it was easier for me to reload as you slide the top of the slide on the gun to reload. That's actually what I ended up doing. I basically ended up hip firing, kind of like a, like a cowboy or something. Yeah, because if you're holding the gun out like you're like a like you would supposedly hold a real gun, you then have to bring the gun back to you, slide the, the slide, and then bring it back up front. Right. Well, uh, what I wanted to talk about later was like how hard these games are, and you don't have time to do that. Right, because it is a hard game. Because they're coming at you pretty dang fast every now and then. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the game a lot. I we didn't 
played it for a while. It would be nice to almost play it all the way through sometime. The cool thing is, so uh, currently they have two chapters available, and you pick a chapter, and it must be part of the current game or story. Right. The, the rebooted series. Yeah. Was there a movie? That already came out. Oh my god, I haven't seen the movie yet. Yeah, so I, I watched the re, the rebooted movie for that's based off of the series. And uh, I liked it a lot. I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I'm a huge Tomb Raider fan. Huge. But. Uh, so there's, there's two chapters ready to go right now. And the third one is going to be some DLC that they release later. Now... It's funny to think about arcades having DLC. However, they all have uh, an internet connection now, I think, through the data, which is like what Big Buck or Golden Tee does so that you can do those scores um, across like the, the US or the state and you have the competitions. They also do kind of monthly tournaments and stuff like that. Um, and they also get downloaded uh, content. Like Big Buck will get... Uh, a couple years ago, they had the zombies, and then they had the new, um, what was it? It was like ancient something, or <clears throat> it was that old deer, the prehistoric pack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to figure out. I didn't remember what you were talking about at first, but yeah. Um, so, it, it is neat, because it keeps the game fresh longer, where um, I think a lot of arcade games, once a person puts a bunch of time in... It's just not as fun anymore. Except a game like like Hydro Thunder or H2 Overdrive, those still make some serious money uh, on the on the route. Um, they don't make H2 Overdrive anymore, but you barely see them for sale because they are still doing really good in arcades, which is great. But not every game is going to pull for that long like that. Um... So you go into chapter one, and there's, uh, I swear it was like 12 kind of scenes. Yeah, it was, so each chapter or chunk of the story has a lot of scenes in that portion of the story, and then you go on to the next one. Yeah, and the one thing I guess I wanted to talk about about arcades in general, after we played a bunch of them, is that they're just hard as hell. You... You almost after uh, we talk after talk we we played like six games or something. After you you play a couple rounds, there is no way that you would not die in some of these games. Like I'm talking about Walking Dead, Tomb Raider, Ninja Turtles. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know if there's easy, medium, and hard, which I'm assuming there might be. But the settings that we played on, there's absolutely no way, even with four players that you would ever have a chance to play very long without uh, having to add more credits. Right. Just, just no. There's no way. Right. Especially, I don't even know if we could get through more than two scenes. I think we got through one, maybe two, but um, they, they just start slinging humans at you in Tomb Raider. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially, well, for instance, with uh, Jesse, he got knocked out fairly quickly because there was people shooting from across the screen at him, and I was like, they're not, I'm not saying they're deliberately targeting him, but, like, he was getting shot from people on the opposite side of the screen. He's not preparing himself for, you know, being shot from that far away. He's looking in front of him. He's trying to take out the guys in front of him, which, like, most of us are doing. And all of a sudden, I watched this sniper shooting across the screen at him, and I thought... 
he wasn't prepped for that. He wasn't ready for that. Uh, um, yeah, it. I mean, it's four-player, and maybe it's one of those... If you play with less than four, they don't compensate. So they don't lighten up the bad guys, which they should, but they don't, right? Because they want to they want to keep you from playing less. Or pl- right. Yeah, they want you to play the, less so that they can get more money. Exactly. The more that they kill you, the more money they make. And end of story. Although, if it's too hard, then, like we talked about before, it's just not, no one's going to play it. True, true. Um, when you start out, like the first scene in the first chapter is like you're just shooting wolves which felt like Tomb Raider 1 the, the console game which is fun and then it kind of progresses you kind of get toward a tomb or a lost city and you progress to having to fight humans and I think the hard part is they just start swarming you with humans and the only way to really plow through them quickly is headshots but those are really hard to get Agreed. Okay, so we were talking... We just got back. Um, so they have just waves of bad guys. And you have to headshot them. Or they don't die fast. So you can hit them in the body. It's, this is like The Walking Dead. You can hit them in the body five times and maybe the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, they go oh, down. You can almost unload almost a whole clip on somebody and it won't drop them. But if you pop them in the head, they'll drop fast. Um, which is kind of annoying because then it's like like I say, if you were by yourself, there was no way you'd almost get through. You might be able to get through the first section, but on numbers on, on section two, when you have to fight more human more humans and animals, you're not getting through it. You're I mean, unless you're putting dollars in. Um, I mean, maybe with enough practice and you knew where people were coming from, and you could, yeah, that's and true. If they, this was our first time, and they, I mean. The hard part is they come out of freaking, like, you'll see a head pop up from a rock. Yeah. But it's on the opposite side of the screen. The screen's yep. big enough where you don't see it. Yeah. And, yeah, I got shot at a couple times, and I was trying to figure out, because I'm focusing on the people I can see. But if there's somebody hiding behind a tree, I don't got time to, you know, go hunt and look for him on the screen. I'm trying to hit these guys that are standing in front of me. Also, I was getting picked at <laughs> from the side from these guys that were hiding behind trees, and then I started unloading at the tree. Luckily, Jesse was helping me out, trying to knock him off from behind the tree. Yeah, I, uh, if if um, if the level of difficulty doesn't change based on how many players, you gotta play four player. Oh yeah, there's no, there's no way around it. I mean, it still was. It actually was fun with multiple people. I kept getting mad because people kept shooting the guy right in front of me. Where I thought I was like, ooh, I'm gonna get a headshot and get some points. And everybody starts aiming. I'm like, get on your own fucking side. But um, <laughs> that's kind of the fun of the game. Luckily, you're all co-op, so it's not, you, you know, you fight for points. Or there's, like, crates that you shoot, and, and there's artifacts or, or points that you get, which add some competition. Right. Um, I was but it's to, all co-op. I was trying to gobble up all the artifacts as fast as possible. They're hard to hit. It. I. This would honestly wouldn't even be a bad home game. Uh, it's probably expensive, but... The amount of content that you can go through and how long it takes, um, it would be a really good home party game. That's kind of like Jurassic Park. Yeah. Well, it's, in my opinion, it's better than Jurassic Park, but it is... Oh, I just meant content. Like, Jurassic Park is a crap load of levels. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gameplay-wise, that might get a little boring. But but this is more... F- I mean, Big Buck is what? You shoot three bucks to get... You know, that rounds over. This yeah. is... A lot longer, more stuff to shoot at. 
Um, the one thing we should talk about later is I've been sleeping on my thoughts on The Walking Dead and I still don't like the game. Okay. But the only thing was this game reminded me a little bit of it just on the fact that it took so many shots to bring one enemy down but luckily it's a little bit easier to reload. However, it still was hard to reload. The one thing I found odd was that Walking Dead, that whole first level of tons of... Like, we spent five, ten minutes playing. You're still at that prison. It's, it's like, really boring. Where, like, other games, they bring you through different areas, so there's a change in environment. Even Tomb Raider was a... You went from woods to uh, walkways to a jungle to woods to... Yeah, you were always on the move. Like, one, one time we jumped across this cliff and we climbed up over the top of this cliff and as soon as we, like, got up, people started shooting at us. So, yeah, we were on the move. Yeah, I feel like it was... Uh, this The change of environment was a little better. Um, the, the cool thing is when it's sitting there in um, attract mode, it kind of starts playing through some of the game and it has a lot of uh, audio. Um, the, t- the screen looks... It was a. It's not really dark, dark in that arcade, but the screen was a little washed out because all the ambient light. Yeah, because it is a projector. Right. I think that if we were in a better environment, the screen would have looked a lot nicer. But it was a very bright environment that we were in. It's all fluorescent. I mean, it's like uh, being in a gymnasium. Right. Uh, the, God, the game is huge. Um, I think the gun had feedback and everything. Yeah, it definitely had feedback. That's what I was trying to say. Like. I like the way the gun felt. I like being able to pull the trigger, the way it kind of bounced, and then it, it gave some good feedback, and then when you would hit something, it just, like, you, I could tell when I was shooting and when I was hitting stuff, it felt really good. I thought the slide was going to be um, the auto, where, it, like, when you shoot or run out of a clip, it just slides back as force feedback, but no. That was a manual. You have to pull it back to reload. Um, I don't mind it, but you have to just hold it right. So you, like I like I said, I, was, I held it at my hip so that I can reload my left hand, and I didn't get tired. Right. Um, if I was trying to focus and aim specifically at something, like if I was having difficulty trying to pick somebody off behind a tree, I would raise the gun. But if I was trying to like, rapid fire, like to just clear out an area, or if some guy was like bum rushing me, I would just hip fire at him and just unload a whole clip and then just cock and reload, kind of like a machine gun because I was just firing so fast. And I would always do that from the hip. Yeah. Also, they have a couple, like, um, Time Crisis or other games where they, you can hit a special target, and then you get a new weapon. So you can, we, I think we both oh, got yeah. shotguns at one yeah. point. And that, that gun was sweet. Well, the shotgun is awesome, because you just blow Blood people shot. away. Boom. Yep. Um, Take out two people at one time with it, it was, yeah. it was nice. Um, anything else about the game? I, I If you go play it, you're going to want to bring, you know, maybe $5. It was a dollar a play. Until you run out of health, but you definitely want to put a couple bucks in at least to get through a few of the scenes. And we did on our first round, we played chapter one, and our second round, we played chapter two. It looked similar environments, but it's progressed into the story more. Um, I don't, I feel like chapter two was harder because it was again more humans again, and we met a boss. I don't know if we fought him, I think he just blew up the bridge. And then we had to go fight his minions again. You're probably working toward fighting him at right. the end. We oh. never made it through one chapter. So we will have to go back and play with, I don't know, 10, 20 bucks each. And just crush through a uh, full chapter. Which goes to show how large these chapters are. Yeah. 
Um, but toward the end, I mean, we were dying one, two times in, in, in a scene yeah. with three of us. So you do die a lot. Well, there was, okay. So there's a whole entire map that you're looking at when you, when you first load in. And there's probably what? I mean, what would you say, like ten? Ten chapters? Oh, I was saying it's about ten or twelve. Okay, I think so. Those I called those scenes. Okay. But I'm saying once you went into one, there were still many, many like scenes in that. There was like four, five, six scenes in in each one. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember them breaking it down like that. Okay. But I've only played it once. I don't know. We'll have to play it again, I guess, to see. Just, I, don't know, I guess I remember the map had like 12 things on it and once we went into one we were in that one for a long time progressing even doing different stuff in each one I thought I don't remember a map okay alright I don't know <laughs> no, no that's fine I mean maybe I'm mis- misremembering or whatever here uh, we played uh, Turtles for a while that was your first time playing Turtles yeah it it definitely has uh, it's the side scroll but it's based on the newer Nickelodeon Turtles um, it ha- God, the all these new arcade cabinets are amazing looking, um, which is awesome because it, it definitely is attract. It attracts people like uh, moth to a light bulb. So the joystick top, the 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 ball, that changed color, and then all the T molding was changing color. The T molding is the outlining. Yeah, all that was LED, constantly changing color. The whole entire machine is always strobing different lights. It was, it's definitely like like you said, a moth to the flame. As soon as you see it, you're like I want to go play that game. Yeah, um, there's it's a four player, but every joystick is dedicated to a turtle. So if you want to play as Donatello, you get to pick that joystick. You don't get to pick while you start. Right. Um, they all have their own special little weapon and move of course but I when I first started playing I thought it was a pretty good throwback to the original uh, gameplay of the side-scrolling turtles but once we started and I got a couple like where the screen scrolls to the right it it felt cheap Um, and this is where I had mentioned earlier about arcade games being extremely hard where they just want your money I didn't make it that far in we didn't, we didn't even get to the end of the level, and I had to put another credit in. And it's not like I'm horrible at games, but it's just you just get bum rushed and kind of get cheap shots taken at you. Well, I, I would I would agree completely. It has nothing to do with you being bad at the game. It's just literally the way the game is designed. You cannot defend against a lot of the stuff that's happening. They're just constantly like coming at you from the different sides and stuff like that because they are deliberately trying to kill you so they can get the next credit. Oh, yeah. And I think I put a couple bucks in, and then I was done. I didn't... If we go back again, I'll play it, but I I was kind of off-put by just how freaking hard it was. And I get it's an arcade. You don't want people on there for 20 minutes um, with $1. But at the same time, like, I couldn't even beat one level with one dollar or I mean I, I don't even know if I made it halfway through and I had a swipe again I don't know if you could that's the thing like I I think even if you played it several times but by the way they were they were coming at us I don't know if it was even physically possible to get to the end of a level on just one credit 
Yeah, and it's the same thing. If, if you we play two player, do you do they compensate the boss or the bad guys for that, or is it always just that many people, one player to four player? Because if it is, then yeah, you want to play it just like the other games. You want to play four player so that you have more chance to get to the end. Yeah, just so you can survive, right? And then we did make it to one boss, and that was so fucking hard. There was there was no way to block a couple of his moves unless unless you just like sacrificed a friend right. and let him get hit. Right. Uh, there was lack of food for uh, healing your player. If if there was the pizzas that you could eat so you could uh, heal during a fight, either the boss or I think you found one pizza while we were playing. Right. If they had maybe like two or three times as many pizzas on that level, then I could say, well, you could probably make it to the end on maybe one credit then. Yeah, yeah, you just needed a, you needed a, it's like Streets of Rage and stuff, you just needed a way to heal so that you could, you could potentially make it further. Um, the part I did really think was awesome was the surfboard. That was pretty fun, because that is, again, something from the old game. I think that I think that it is a good game. I think it's a really fun game. And I think if I was a kid playing on my parents' money, I would absolutely love it. But since it's my money that I earned, I don't, like, keep putting money in it because, like, it's it's not worth it. Like, as fun as this game is, as cool as it looks, as exciting as everything that's happening here, I am dumping credits into it and I'm not making it very far. Whereas if I was, like, a 12-year-old playing with dad's money, I would dump all of my credits into it and not even worry about it. Well, I think the hard part, too, is it's a dollar a credit. And then... Oh, yeah, that's a good point. To continue, it's not like it's a quarter or 50 cents. It's right. a fucking another dollar. Yeah. So... That's a good... That's uh, a very, very good if point. If they had um, a continue credit as half price, I would be less irritated by the fact of credit, like, coining up again. Sure. But to keep swiping my dollars away... Jesus, I mean, we spent probably 20 bucks in video game play in under 20 minutes. Easily under 20 minutes. It's like, I don't, I don't even think you got a minute of play out of uh, one credit on Ninja Turtles. A Hydra Thunder, not Hydra Thunder, H2 Overdrive, was they, still a blast like always. Oh, they must have fixed um, some of the problems. Like, I know one of the throttle handles wasn't working or was like really sloppy. Yeah. One of the force feedbacks didn't work. This was when I played it maybe a year ago. Um, and both of them, one of them, the general illumination of the LEDs wasn't really working, but they both played great. The screens looked good. Um, I forgot my uh, my code for my save game the first time we played, and so we had to back out after that race, and then I typed it in and got my save boat. But uh, you beat me, you asshole. I don't know how, sometimes it's like Mario Kart right where you just you just get shafted on all the weapons um but yeah you freaking uh you beat me I think both of them yeah um the second time I thought I was gonna lose because we were racing to the finish line at the last second and I didn't take the jump I was trying to go for this turbo but I missed the turbo anyways so it was a complete misbenefit like I I didn't get the jump and I didn't get the turbo so I just I had a little bit of uh, juice left in my uh, turbos as it was so I just had it hammered all the way down and was just trying to race to the finish line but you hit the jump when airborne and you were coming over the top of me and I thought I was going to lose it right at the last <laughs> second I think you won by 
0.3 milliseconds. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. I just barely crossed that line. And because I saw you coming, I was like, oh, we're not going to make it. <laughs> um, it's still a good game. I still really like the levels because they're different than all the old Hydro Thunder games. And the bolts are neat. The, the problem I have now is that um, there's almost too much going on and the game is too fast to find seek shortcuts and stuff. Like, did you notice that? Like, There's no way I'm ever going to find a shortcut in that game. Unless you were dropping tons of money on playing over and over, there's no way to find them. You're, and here's the thing. You're going to have to drop money to not worry about racing. It oh, is yeah. literally to hunt for shortcuts. Just drive slow. Right. Because when... When it's your home console game, you don't care. You have all the time in the world to do something like that. But when you are there in the moment putting money in it, especially like if there's if I'm fighting against you, I'm not focusing on any kind of like extra side route or that looks like it might be a shortcut. I am just focused on what's right in front of me and trying to get that turbo, you know, or something like that. Yeah, it, uh, so that that kind of sucks. I mean, yeah, you can put a dollar in and, and uh, go drive slow and try to find shortcuts. And I, maybe there's some uh, people online that have found them and posted them. I haven't done much research on it yet, but... How do you jump again? I couldn't figure it out, um, the turbo boost from the start, but jumping should be, while you're boosting, you go brake back up to forward, and you should jump. But you have to have boost. Oh, yeah. That, that, that was my problem. I think I was trying to do it right before I had boost. Um... That would be a great game ported to console. I almost want... It's just one of those things where it's... You just go... Okay, your arcade game is done in production. You still make money on it. Or you have made your money on it, selling it. Can't you port it to a console now? Or even PC? And, uh, you know, it's one of those exclusives. You know, they don't want to... They're not going to release a game to consoles... Because if operators are still operating it, now you're taking away coin drop from potential clients, right? This game has been out for so long. How, how long do you think it's been out for? Eight or ten years. Why haven't they come out with the number two by now? That's a good question. Look at look how much money they've made, like uh, operators, because the games are still doing well on route. Right. I mean, and it wouldn't take much. I mean, you just uh, obviously new maps, some maybe. You can even keep some of the old boats, but add some different modifications. That way, they look a little bit, you know, newer. But you could obviously upgrade the graphics. You could put all the fancy general illumination all over it, just like you have on all these other new machines with like the team molding all lit up and stuff like that. Fancier maybe speakers in the headsets. Although these ones, they they have dual surround sound in the in the seats and all this different yeah, stuff. Yeah, this was one of the f- one of the first new arcade games that had all the extra stuff in it so all the, the the huge leds the big subwoofer right um big attract mode this was one of the first games to have it and everybody's cop well not everybody because it's raw thrills but they've been copying that on all their other machines like dirty racing and i mean cruising blast is to a new level but yeah i mean it's an unlicensed game they've they created it see and I guess what I'm looking for is you just made Cru- Cruising Blast make a H2 Overdrive 2, kind of like you made eight, you know, or H2 Overdrive Blast or whatever. 
Yeah. Oh, I would agree. Um, uh, maybe it'd bring the prices of the original down so I could buy those. I think that's exactly what would happen, too. I, by releasing the new one, the old ones would all of a sudden be able to be shipped off to, I don't know, regular buyers. <laughs> They're just so big. Uh, the cool thing is there's there's multiple versions. Well, there's two versions. There's like a 32-inch monitor and there's a 42-inch monitor. Otherwise, everything's the same. So it just was a different monitor size. Um, yeah, I, I still like the game. I, I want to go credit up, you know, 20, 50 bucks and then literally just, like I did with Hydro Thunder, just hammer out levels over and over again until I find all the stuff. Because it's still getting first place is hard as hell. I mean, you need your boat upgraded, um, and you, there's got to be First place versus the computer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, not just, you have to get first in the race to continue without having to pay a credit. Oh, really? Yeah. I yeah. guess I, yeah, good because, I've, because I've never even come in first place, I didn't realize that that was even an option. Yeah, it's hard as hell. One, another arcade-related thing is, before we even left, uh... Raw Thrills was they released the fact that they their their fancy Halo game. They, oh, I sent that to you. Yeah. So their uh, Halo what is it called? Raven Squad. Raven. Yeah, I think so. It's something like that. But anyways, their big four-player Halo game, which has got two screens on it, it looks really awesome. I really, really, really want to play it. Uh, but it, right now it's a, an exclusive to Dave and Buster's. We don't have a Dave and Buster's in it's Duluth. Like two and a half hours away. Right. But um, I was telling somebody else the other day that uh, Tomb Raider was an exclusive to Dave and Buster's, but now it's in other places. So I'm assuming that same with uh, Halo. Once there's a time limit on it, it starts getting released to everybody else. Yeah, they. I'm assuming uh, Dave and Buster's might pay a little extra to get a month or two, and that might be one for test play, and two an exclusive so that they can advertise uh, and draw in more people. Uh, Dave and Buster's, some of them have pinball, but mostly it's just um, lots of redemption and arcade games. Right. It's kind of for adults. Right. Uh, but this time, oh, the reason why it was even brought up in the first place is they've made a, a half-size version, a two-player version. Was that in the email I sent you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even read it. I just saw it and sent it to you. Right. So, for like half the price and a much more. Do you remember the price? No. <laughs> Probably something ginormous. Well, I, I clicked on it to find out what the price was, and they said you can contact us oh. for pricing, but it is half the price. But either way, they still, you need to contact them if you want to find out. So what the, the price big is. cabinet is a four-player, and it's screen. and it's extremely wide. Sure, it's probably bigger than uh, Tomb Raider. Right. And then the new one is a two-player half-size. And it's not just extremely wide. It's very deep. Oh, yeah. So it takes up I a mean, lot of space on a on a floor, which is why I believe that they came out with this second version. Because the second version is about the size of, uh, of like, uh, what is it called? Uh, the dinosaur game. Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. It's that's a big game. Yeah. I mean, that's just deep. Right, but so Jurassic Park in and of itself is a fairly large game, so that's what they brought it down to, was the size of a Jurassic Park. Jesus, I can't even, I mean it must be the, the width of Tomb Raider, but then deep for a four player, but then you said it has two TVs. It has two TVs and it's like sprawled out. So they so it's like to do a projector. Right, it, when the, these seats are not four seats in a row, 
they're two seats and two seats kind of angled slightly at each other so it's like it got like a, a v split in between the two seats and then the screens themselves are kind of you can see the, uh, both screens so i'm not really sure how there's how they're displayed they're not v'd away from each other there must be v'd in at each other huh but I, i'll have to look at it again and uh that's going to be a huge hit because the people that like Halo are probably about 30 to 40 years old right now that played it the most. Yeah. One, they have more disposable income. They're not going to go maybe buy one of these games because that's a little... They're probably 10 plus grand. However, they're going to go to David Buster's now and play the crap out of it because Halo is big. Well, I mean, if the game is good, they'll like it, but I think some people have been kind of iffy on Halo lately because the original Bungie team left and they moved it to, what, 343 Studios and some people didn't like what they did and some people were okay with it. Well, yeah, but there's always going to be haters all over the place. For the most part, it has still got an extremely huge following. People love Halo. Yeah. It's just uh, there are some people that maybe were frustrated with the way certain things happened. Nonetheless, if they ever do release a new game for console, people will all flood back. But it's been couple of years now since their last console releases has happened um for me i i really want to play this game i just wish they would bring it up to the arcade near us yeah maybe they will i don't mm, i mean it's not like it's just kid games because they have a terminator salvation um and a, a, i think it's like a time crisis even an older version terminator is shooting people in the heads yeah, and they, so they have, like, some adult version games. So they, they might get Halo. I mean, they Halo's a, a big name. I mean, that's a big license. That was probably a good on them. They're going to do well with that game. Tomb Raider was, was, a, was a big title. Oh, hell yeah. Because Tomb Raider was an exclusive for a long time. That was a big game that I honestly did not expect us to get. So when, when I walked into the arcade and saw Tomb Raider sitting there, I was uh, kind of in shock. I was actually in shock to hear that they were going to make an arcade game out of it, and I didn't think, at first, without seeing anything, I didn't know if it would even be a good game. Like, like what are you going to do? Sure. And then you, it's four-player? you kidding me? Right. Um, but uh, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I think, it's one of the, I think it's one of the best shooter arcade games I've played. There's a huge... I forgot to mention, the story to it is, is uh, massive, where... There's a crap load of cutscenes, and if you want, you can skip them by holding the trigger. But if you just watch the cutscenes, I mean, some of those were over a minute long, I felt like. Right. And I'm like, I, I really wanted to watch them, but I know we were on a crunch time because we were just uh, there at lunch. I was like, okay, let's go. I gotta shoot people. And we, you never get that in arcade games now because the most that you get is like a, a tiny, very, very tiny scene in between. Five, 10 second cutscene and yeah. then into the game. Whereas here, they were having story chunked out of the actual arcade, uh, council game put in there. Yeah. I mean, like you were saying, though, you're her, you're you're helping her. Right. But uh, it must be kind of the game, and then um, you're just kind of a, this camera, third-person camera behind her. Well, no. Well, I'm sorry. You are your, you are yourself... But it's pulled back, like you were, you were watching her when she talks to you, like, oh, thank you for helping, let's go find this pilot. Exactly. Exactly. You are an individual yourself, you're not just, like, walking behind her, but you are definitely a, 
you're watching her do a lot of stuff like jumping across stuff and then you you yourself are trying to jump across like a cliff and to try to follow her to go attack these enemies yeah you talk about the one up there uh I saw another these things are are pretty hot right now I think they'll do well at Christmas um obviously the the true the purest arcade people are still hating on them still right like why spend 300 and get a crappy thing when I can go buy a real version and uh, again, like I said before, this this is not for those people. This is for people who want something small, easy, simple, and they don't care that it's not the original cab and screen um, or emulated. However, uh, one guy was taking, um, I think it's the Asteroids version where it has that knob that spins for games like Tempest. Some guy was taking one from Altamark, which is a high-end nice one. And modding it into his one-up. Oh, so he was making it better. Sure. Yeah, so he's putting, like, pure arcade controls into his one-up. Um, and then, of course, the purists are, are saying, you know, why the fuck would you waste your time on that? It's stupid. You're wasting money and time. But that's the thing. It's like, yeah, but I have a 3-4 size that can fit anywhere, and now I have uh, a nice control for it. And so I'm just... I think I'm going to wait till after Christmas and see what mods people are doing and then I'll, I'll go pick one up and uh, do some mods to it because that's like I said in the last episode that's the fun part for me is let's take the control panel off we'll put nice buttons in it we'll do a high-end joystick um, well you, you are a tinkerer and you love modding stuff oh yeah I love projects and not finishing them <laughs> and this is perfect. This is a perfect project. I Pick might actually be able to finish it. Well, yeah. Because it's, it's more simple. than. Yeah, it's more like a, 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 an Ikea table. You can slap <laughs> it together pretty quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be sweet. They're, it's only going to get better from here, and I'm I'm really excited to see what games that come out with next. I They'll probably keep doing a bunch of 80s games because they're selling well. I was thinking about it recently, and I decided if they come out... Because, you know, they're kind of releasing these games with, like, a, a three-pack of yeah, different games like in them. Four. Yep. Right. If they will release a light game, and specifically a, a light gun game. Oh, my God. Yep. Right. But very specifically, if they release the uh, Area 51 games, oh, yeah. I will buy one today if they release an Area 51 system. Oh, my goodness. They could do Area 51... Big Buck slash Time Crisis, um, yeah. House of the Dead. You could bundle a bunch. Um, I I would still like Big Buck if they had handguns. I wouldn't care. It, if they do Big Buck, they'll probably it'll be a standalone game, which would be totally fine as well. But um, I wouldn't mind having like a mix of a bunch of light gun games, as long as it was a light gun. And they'll probably have to do the IR just like Big Buck, which. Big Buck in the arcade, the new HD one, that's IR, like the Wii, and that's been working great. They got that, that, game, that game dialed in. What is IR? Infrared sensors on the TV so that the gun picks up correctly on the TV. Okay. Because um, the old school Big Buck, House of the Dead, Time Crisis, were the CRT tubes, and the light gun, and actually, um, the TV picks up picks up where you shoot on the on the pixels of the screen. Okay. Well, I don't know if you call them pixels, but... They have to, you have to have a CRT tube to have the gun get picked up correctly. Which is why they don't... Like, why my Big Buck Arcade, I couldn't just mod a LCD into it. It wouldn't work. Oh. 
See, I didn't know that. I, I learned something new today. Yeah, it's like just like a Duck Hunt on NES. They can't put that in the classic NES classic because everybody has LCDs now, and so it wouldn't work. You have to have a CRT tube. So just so I can understand the technology, because I, I didn't know any of this until you just said it right now. So is the gun itself, so obviously you have, you have the council. The council is thinking. Is the gun picking up the screen? No, the gun, I, I, uh, and someone's going to correct me, but the gun fires a dot on the screen. Or how, yeah, shit. There's something where the 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 TV has these has the like uh it, fi- it fires the the tubes at the screen. Sure. Like the tube or yoke or whatever fires, and it picks up what pixels you hit. And so maybe there is a. But oh shit! It can't it can't be the screen that's understanding it because you are projecting to the screen. So the the, the screen can't be the one who's thinking. Okay, so we might have to cut this out because I'm a sound like an idiot. But I think either the gun is uh, firing at a certain spot on the TV and the scan lines pick it up or the gun as itself is picking out which pixels or which little section of screen you're firing at sending that back and it's comparing and trying to figure out where you shot on the screen either way this technology was invented back in like what 1982 yeah somewhere in the 80s I remember as a kid playing Duck Hunter for the very first time thinking this technology is so incredibly groundbreaking and so huge and it essentially was the same technology like that for a very 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 long time yes until you know playstation one had light guns playstation two had light guns dreamcast had light guns original xbox i mean they made silent scope for xbox original and that was um if you ever remember playing silent scope in the arcades it was a big arcade, you had a big snap rifle, and the screen would show the far away view like like you wouldn't be looking from far away. But then when you put your eye up to the scope of the sniper rifle, it's a zoomed in version, like what you would see in a scope. Okay, here. Uh, so, I'm sorry to cut you off. So for this new game, uh, Tomb Raider, you are shooting at a projection. I was going to ask you how you thought they did this. I, It has to be um, IR, I'm assuming. But I, since it's a projection screen, I wonder if they're pushing IR through the, the material. Oh, if there's stuff behind it. Yeah. Oh, that, that could be. Because the material is just like cloth, and the screen is projected from, you know, right under your guns up to it. Right. So, yeah, where the screen is being projected from, your guns kind of go into this, like, rock base you, you just set your guns in there. They have like gun holders, and so hidden in this like rock base is the screen or the projection screen that's shooting up to the actual large screen that you're actually looking at. And uh, so we're thinking that you maybe hide the infrared sensors behind that screen. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's why they did it because um, it's easier to hide them. The screen can be big. And I guess you got four players, so now you have more IRs to make sure you have. I mean, maybe they have new tech, but, uh, you know, Big Bunk has the IRs on top of the monitor. You can see those. Hmm. But that's a big... That's the other thing, too, is, you know, where they want to put the cost. Where Big Buck, you can get, like, a 42-inch or bigger TV, but they're, they're... And they're not... 
They're not your Best Buy TVs. These are commercial graded LCDs. Um, so they're easily, you know, two two grand a TV for a normal size, like a 45 inch or 42 inch. Right. Um, you can, I think, hook up crappier TVs if you bought one for your house. But, you know, these are going to be left on 24-7 at a bar. Right. So they want commercial grade LCDs. Right. Because um, that was my thinking was, I'll just buy the base and I'll put a, a compatible crappy TV on it. Save some money, but you're better off just buying a used full-fledged arcade one. I don't know, man. This arcade tech is uh, pushing the limits on some stuff. I mean, the other part, too, is you don't want to get too much new tech because you want to make sure that it's going to be reliable. Um, you don't make money when the games are broken or don't function correctly. And I know that... I know you said some of the guns on Tomb Raider didn't, didn't aim right. Um, and that would be a calibration that you could do in the menu system, but they don't really... If they don't get complaints and the operators don't come out very often, it's not going to get fixed. Right, and the thing is... So the gun that I was using was the same gun that I used about, used about a week ago. And when I was using it then, it was right on my sights. If I looked down the gun, it lined up, like the red dot lined up on the screen. Whereas here, it wasn't. So I'm assuming that, yeah, it's just some kid was, you know, fucking with it, banging it on the, the rocks or whatever. And all of a sudden, yeah, they started drifting down or something. Yeah, it could be anything. Um... What if, oh man, if they brought light gun games to 1UP, I think they would be hot. Especially if you could do like a House of the Dead pack, um, Time Crisis, they have you know, multiple versions. I really wish they'd do this. I, I, don't, I don't know what their battle plan is. I don't know if they plan on staying very... Well, you said that they were talking about a big buck, right? Yeah, it was in the poll. Golden Tee, Big Buck, a couple other games. So they have, in theory, the technology to, to run it on their 1UP. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, though, is that if they did a big buck, they would probably, like I said, they'd probably do more of the original stuff. They would do, they would do the older version. Because the original Big Buck Hunter was a single shotgun game. You can still play multiplayer, but you have to hand the gun back and forth. Um, and it wasn't that many levels. It was, you know, a couple deer, or maybe it was only deer. Um, it wasn't until Big Buck Hunter Pro did they get multiple animals and then a lot more levels and uh, that stuff. So... Even, but that's the thing. It's not. I would still buy the original Big Buck as a one-up because uh, it's not 300 pounds and uh, freaking huge, and I right. could fit it in. Uh, how I could put it in my bathroom, and play it while I was pooping. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you notice? And I don't know if this is the case. So. Um, <coughs> The Turtles game, you got tickets for every single person that you killed in that game. So it was a it was a video game and a redemption game in. No, the I did not see any because I keep thinking that tickets print out. And they don't do that anymore. They just go onto your card. Right. Oh my god, I threw the card away and I probably had tickets on it. Well, you for sure did. I know you had tickets uh, on it. Damn it. So what I was going to ask you was, did okay. you did you figure out or did you know if the Tomb Raider game printed off tickets, but you're not sure. No, I'm not. Because um, that game was so fun that... And you could progress so much more in it that if I was getting tickets for every single guy I killed, we probably had like 200 tickets. I don't doubt they have a redemption mode in it because now everything's digital, so you don't even have to worry about it. Right. 
I don't doubt that they did. Because I think, like, does Cruise and Blast? I don't think Cruise and Blast, because how would you get tickets for that? I don't know, winning a race. I suppose. I think they just give you a new race if you win that, kind of like in H2 Overdrive. I know that in Turtles, like I said, you get a, you get a ticket for every single person that you kill. Yeah, but everything... Arcades aren't normal arcades anymore. Like They're all redemption-based somehow so that you get people wanting to play them. So I could totally see every new arcade game coming out that had a ticket system built in. H2 Overdrive doesn't, but that's an old game. Like Cruise and Blast might. Um, I was going to bring this up the other day, and I don't know if I ever did. Uh, they, You know how these newer games, you can tell that they're new by just looking at them because the, all the... T- when, when it's a new system now, the T-molding has got the LED strips in it with the, you know, the RBG color-changing uh, LEDs, as well as most of them, if not all of them, have the new RBG color-changing uh, joy- joystick. And I was at this water park, this indoor water park near our house, and they have an arcade, a fairly large arcade for their area, in there as well, and they have a new Galaga game that came out. Oh yeah, the big Galaga. It's like the what's the one that we played with the Space Invaders? Yeah, it's no, like no, that. No, 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 no. But it's big. It's not big. No. It's like an arcade machine. It's not one of those big, huge. Uh, what do you want to call it? It's like an individual light bulb. Yeah, they're like a walls. LED matrix. Yeah. So it's no, not like that. This is an actual arcade machine. With like oh. a screen. What? Yeah, it has the has the, has the RBG T molding on it with the color changing uh, joy, oh, joystick. I was unaware of any of that. And it has like new graphics. Oh. So the Galaga ship and everything they all look newer. I holy crap! That's new to me. That's right. awesome. And I don't think you have to just stay on the bottom. Like you know, ordinarily your ship just goes back and forth on the bottom. Yeah. I was walking by it. I didn't play it. I, I can't give a full review on it, but I I saw it moving on the bottom, but then as I was walking by, it looked like there was a swarm of bad guys, and you could go in like a circle around the bad guys and like shoot into this swarm of enemies instead of just being stuck on the bottom. Oh, that's cool. Right. <clears throat> and that would be new to Galica. If that is the case, that would be brand new to Galica because ordinarily your ship is stuck at the bottom just rotating back and forth shooting up at the aliens. Oh, yeah. I forgot that I played Space Invaders at the arcade. The oh, new yeah. one, the big, the big, huge one with the big cannons. How did you do? Um, this is back to my whole thing about them being really fucking hard. Oh yeah. The, there's no multiple levels. They just keep throwing guys faster and faster and more to the point where it's insane and there's no way you can stop. It. Yeah. So you maybe play for 20 seconds, 30, maybe 30 seconds, 30. Yeah, probably 35 seconds. I, it kind of just irks me because, yeah, it's true to the the look and the general what you do to play the game, but it's not like the original at all. However, if they would have done the standard kind of styled game with those cannons that you get to hold, uh, that would have been amazing because that was so fun being able to like point the gun and uh, shoot at this huge wall of, of a screen. Yeah. But it was just literally, you know, 10 seconds in, 
I thought I was doing pretty good, and then all of a sudden it got turbo mode kicked in, and they're just flying down at me, and I died, and it's like, this was a fucking dollar for 30 seconds of my time? Yeah. This is becoming a waste, and I know the operator has some say in how much it costs, blah, 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 but that's just, it's, I don't know, it's way too fast. Back in the day, if you were good at Donkey Kong or Pac-Man, you could play for a little while, but now... I mean, they want you off in under 30 seconds, but then they want a dollar. Yeah. I feel like in pinball, if I pay a dollar, I can play longer than that. And that's saying something, because pinball's hard as shit. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, well, you could. For sure you could play pinball longer than you could ever play on that uh, that what is it? Uh, Space Invaders game. Yeah. I have not played the new Pac-Man, but that's the big screen. But now that you brought up Galaga, uh, I didn't know that. I, I don't know when their arcade opens, because it's, like, in the pool, so you have to go during pool hours, right? It's open all day. The arcade? Yeah. It's open from the morning, because I've, I've stayed overnight there several times, like, when I was out, lived out in North Dakota and stuff. So I know that that, that, that arcade's open all day. I kind of want to go see it and check it out. You don't have to go into the actual pool you can just go to the arcade oh it's separate okay yeah um because you can actually just you don't even need to go into the hotel you can like go down the side of the hotel go in the side door and go right into the arcade oh really yeah yeah you see you don't even need to see an employee you can just go right into yeah, the we arcade probably and skip everybody then yeah because i don't want to see anybody and then uh oh there's one more game i again i didn't play this one either but it, it's a newer arcade game that is a Pink Panther game. What? Yeah. And it has the T-molding. Again, just like I said before, it has T-molding and the new color RBG uh, joy- joystick. And you are Pink Panther. And again, this is just for me walking by it, not actually playing it. Uh, it looks like you are trying to climb as high as possible on this, like... Uh, you have to jump back and forth onto these platforms and keep climbing as high as possible. And then obviously there's people and stuff coming down to try to knock you is off. It, and is this sort of like like Doodle Jump? I think so. Doodle Jump is like a old mobile game where yeah, you just you keep jumping, but you have to hit, you have to jump off a platform onto another platform. Yes. Yes. I I just feel it's weird that they would pull the Pink Panther license for something like this. <laughs> it's like out of nowhere, right? It's not. Like and it has a big topper, a big pink. T- Panther topper and is on it top. the Pink Panther or oh, is yeah. it like Steve Martin? No, no, no. It's it's the the old big Pink Panther. So it's is it the old cartoon Pink Panther yes. or like a new version? Oh, well, I mean, it yeah, it's the old Pink Panther. Weird. I wonder. So um, after I listened to a few podcasts and they were talking about licensing and like like for instance Batman sixty six like they made a slot machine recently and then they also did the pinball machine. And it's one of those things where it's, if if a company gets the license for something, you might as well do as much as you can with it while you have it. And so I wonder if they were making Pink Panther um, slot machines and decided that they should just throw in a, a arcade game or something. Oh, so you're thinking that, that this company also makes uh, casino games? Well, the potential's there that, the, that whoever got the license may have worked with both. Sure. Okay. Um, that's just an idea. It may or may not be true. We should look into who made that game, though. Same thing with that Galga. I didn't know that that got remade. 
I want to play it just to find out if it's because here's the thing: I'm not a big Galaga game, a uh, big you know Galaga or Space Invaders guy. But due to the fact that just looking at it, I could tell that it was a rebooted, like new Galaga game. It had upgraded graphics, and it looked like you were more mobile and not just stuck on the bottom. I was interested to see how it played. Yeah, me too. I this is uh, these are all fun things to have. And uh, it'd be curious to see what a different arcade does with their games and uh, the style that they have. Speaking of arcade, that, uh, you know, the, the board game shop next to the candy store? Yeah. They got a small arcade from, there used to be a used video game store in town, in Superior. I play, I think, and there was a handful of arcade games there. I think whoever owned them moved them to the board game store. Because they have Area 51 and... Oh, no, I, I, already, I already played all those. Do they have Hydro Thunder there? No. But there was a Hydro Thunder, and I don't know where it went. Okay. I should put a... In search of... On Craigslist and see if I can round, round one up. Uh, wait, when was the last time you were there? I have not been to the board game store for a year or something? I mean, okay. you've been there more than I have with your son. Right. So I went there with Easton, and we played uh, Area 51, and this is a newer Area 51, and it's not as good as the old one. Oh, seriously? Yeah. I didn't, I guess I didn't realize there was multiple. Yeah, I think there's like, there's a handful of Area 51 games, and I didn't like the way that this played, because I'm used to the old one, I'm used to the, I just... It feels like there's a little bit more story in the old one, where like, you're following that guy in the big, you know, the big black guy with the, like the the blue armor and stuff. You know what I'm talking about? He looks at you, say, "Come on!" and then you go oh, follow him. Yeah, barely. I, I remember shooting things, but I don't remember. Oh the yeah. Story. E- either way, I liked the old one more. And I didn't like really care for this feeling. At the same time, uh, Easton has never seen the old one, so he doesn't know any better. Uh, he loved shooting away at, at the aliens in this game. The aliens still look the same. The same design. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember that game too. And that was a blast to play when we were uh, younger. And then he played... Uh, they have Terminator there, the, the pinball machine. Yeah, T2. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> he, he played that for a while. We enjoyed... Does it still kind of have some issues? I didn't notice any. The kick, the f- kickback on the left out lane that where you drain, that was having a problem firing the ball back in to play when you got a ball save. I guess I didn't notice that, anything. Those targets that beep where the cannon can shoot them, or you plunge or shoot on uh, on ball start, those were having a problem registering. Well, I guess I didn't notify. I didn't realize if. I was getting points or not getting points from those. I, I was hitting them, but I don't know if I was getting points from them. Um, I was just mainly trying to keep the ball in, in play as well as I was half playing with him sometimes. Like, he would be playing and I'd maybe hit the the flipper with him. Like, if he was not going to hit it, I could tell he's not going to hit it right now. Oh, sure, yeah. Keep, keep, just keep the game going. Right. Uh, but we got the cannon probably, like, five times and that, that worked just fine. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Did, and, you, and you shot it? Yeah. Yeah, nice. I'm saying like we we got the cannon and fired it off about five times. Now that wasn't in one game. We got that we played we played a little while. Oh, I thought you meant one game. So I was gonna say that's impressive. Yes, it would have been very impressive. But no, I we we got that over a handful of games. Here, hang on. Uh, this is Parnell. 
so now that we're on the pinball topic, um, last episode I had said that a a friend uh, knew somebody that forwarded me an email about a pinball machine available that was a Gottlieb. Um, I contacted them and we I got some pictures in the game name. It's a early '70s Gottlieb Dragon, which I think looks really good. Um, yeah. It, uh, it doesn't review well on the forum. Um, for play, for like, play-wise, or what? Yeah, the hard part, too, is, though, it's, it seems like Gottlieb made games that were fun and good for beginner or new people to the hobby. Okay. So, they geared the games more toward being fun and easy for people to play, where Williams or Bally maybe play, like, made games that had a little bit more rules or more, uh... <clears throat> things to do, but they maybe were hard. Um, which, if you think about it, it does make sense. Gottlieb's Evolve has been a little bit easier. Even the 90s games like Waterworld and Stargate, you usually can get a multi-ball. Even if you suck at the game, you'll get one on like ball two or three um, from a plunge. So, uh, the game, everybody that I, I posted up in the forum and I kind of asked about it and they said, it's really fun for new people. And it's a cheap game, so I got pictures, and it actually looked in good shape. The back glass looked pretty nice. It's real glass. Playfield was a little dirty, but it looked clean. There's no huge wear marks. Um, the game turns on. One of the one of the score displays must be player two or three is dim, but that's the kind of generation where you just charge it up. Um, Todd Tucky from TNT did a video about that. It's like a 12 volt line. You just warm up the filaments inside, and then. Uh, for a few seconds and then uh, kind of regenerates the display to be bright. Um, <clears throat> so I, I went out and looked at it. it the sucky part is about a 40 minute drive out and um, he wouldn't give me a price at the time on the phone or anything so I just made the trip. I checked it out, took some pictures. The boards looked really nice. There was no battery damage from the acid leaking. I had this big single black block where the batteries go. I don't know if that's like an old school contained battery or what that was, but it was not the double A's that that potentially would leak. So that's a good thing. When the game turned on, there was like the sound kind of cut a little bit in and out. Um, I should have took video of it, but I didn't. And then there was... When you say it cut in and out, like what, I mean... Um, it just, it wasn't, the sound wasn't a nice consistent noise. It was kind of <clears throat> almost like it was on and off. What do you think would cause that? Um, considering that the soundboard is its own board and it has a bunch of capacitors and stuff, it easily could have been uh, c failed components on the soundboard. Okay. Now, I don't know if how much the CPU has uh, after the fact of a sound, the soundboard um, or if if the speaker itself is uh, going to junk, but uh, that's something to to ask and, and look into. Also, there was this, this like crazy hum coming from the game. I'm assuming is one of the transformers. The smaller one, I think, is the one that usually fails. Uh, but the game worked. I played a ball, and uh, a bunch of the targets worked no problem. The, it has two very targets, which is kind of like a stamp target. You hit it, and it gets pushed back to a and at different points of being pushed back is different score values so if you push the ball into it really hard it, it pushes the target all the way back and then you get more points but if you push it just back 
uh, lightly, you know, it only goes back a little bit and you get less points. It's kind of a cool idea, but there's two of those on there. There's no drop targets, but there's a spinner, and they all seem to work and function. So I, uh, I asked him what he what he wanted for it, and he had a kind of a an eBay price of 700. I gave him my offer because I don't need any more projects. I don't need any more games myself. And if uh, if he had accepted my offer, I would have put it at a friend's house or my my sister's house as a game so that I would have something to play at someone else's house. But his his offer, his counter offer was uh, was was a was in a good range because the game functions right now. It has a couple issues, obviously, but in, I'm hoping that they're not too big of a problem to deal with. Um, but the good thing is I've been saving this for Steve because he has a System 1 Gottlieb Roller Disco. Right. And potentially uh, we could use the two to troubleshoot each other and uh, fix them both. Right. So I'm I'm actually planning on, on buying this. Like After talking with you about it and stuff like that, this is actually in my head. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm, I just need to probably get his phone number and chat with him. And then see if he wants to buy it at uh, his counter. When he counter-priced you, I'm willing to buy it at that counter-price. Just so I can take the pieces off, test my if test them on uh, like my roller disco, see if that roller disco functions properly. If it does, then I can either keep those pieces in there or buy new pieces for them that I can get them both up and running properly. Because like I said, you know, in like I think the last podcast, I got roller disco almost up running completely and then something else snapped on it so it's like ah geez now what if I, we think it's the CPU that is the issue so if I drop the CPU in from Dragon in on there uh, if that works great then we know that's the issue and then we just can move on from there we don't have to keep dicking around trying to figure out what is what we can actually test with you know actual functioning pieces uh, one more thing about Dragon another reason why I like it is and this is maybe petty or whatever. I love that backsplash. I love, and again, I know this is petty. It's because it's the sexy like '70s girls that are on both roller disco and on uh, this dragon with like this big sexy girl on uh, this really cool dragon. I look at that like I want that really bad <laughs> in in uh, in my house. Um, uh, they both look super nice. I. I'm goofy that way. Like, I know it has nothing to do with the with the big uh, ramps and stuff like that. I just think it looks cool, so I want it. Um, and it, one, they're, they're cheap, and I think I can flip them. So if I can uh, get these both up and running properly, clean them up, put new LED lights in them, I think I can flip them for a decent price. I mean, the thing, the cool thing is it's a pinball machine for a handful of hundred dollars. Yep. And it's like, any pinball is worth a couple hundred. Why am I shit wrong way? <laughs> okay. Um, any pinball machine is worth a couple hundred. I mean, EMs sell for a few hundred. Uh, this is a solid state game, and it might not be people's favorites, but are you kidding? If you pay a couple hundred bucks for a game like this, that's, it's pinball. You still get a sweet, you know, it, just because it's not someone else's favorite doesn't mean that it's not a good game. Right. 
Um, and I guess that's how I've have felt about my own game. I I get the fact that it's probably my own game. I'm, I'm biased towards it no matter what. Like uh, a lot of people, it, it it plays slower, but I enjoy it. I think it's a, a fine game. I do mainly just want to get money out of it too. Like as soon as I get this thing up and running properly, I do plan on selling it off. But I have enjoyed it as well. The other thing is it. Since they're older games, they're going to be a little easier, and they're a little slower, so that your son would probably enjoy them more um, for a longer period of time than maybe, like, um, you know, Ghostbusters, or... He likes Ghostbusters because of the theme, but, like, Metallica, it's going to be fast and hard, and so he's going to get frustrated and not want to play it, where a game that he actually can keep the ball in play for a little longer is going to be more enjoyable for a, a younger kid. Sure. Um... I mean, that would be a game that I'd want my daughter to play just because it's, yeah, it's a little slower. It's more, it's not like they're a pinball, uh, quote-unquote, wizard yet, and I want to punch whoever keeps saying that, but... Pinball wizard. Pinball wizard! But, uh, I think it'd be a great game for a new... People even said it's a great game for new players or, um, people that you can get addicted to the hobby because, uh, it's easier for them to figure out So, I mean, is it okay if we move on from pinball, or do you want to keep talking about it? Yeah, we can move on. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't have any. I played pinball this morning. Oh, I was waiting you? for you. All right. I busted out Lord of the Rings. I forgot how fucking awesome that game is. My first game was just like, how do you play pinball? Mm-hmm. And then the second game, I got every multi ball. It was amazing. I was like, oh, what? Am I am I the the wizard that people say I am? And then I realized, I uh, know you got 19 million, you ain't getting shit. <laughs> so I, I'm still bad at pinball, but damn, that was fun. I haven't played my games in a long time. Um, my son, I found a game the other day, just via Twitter. Somebody was talking about uh, this new Ghostbusters game, and uh, so I myself checked it out. And it's a mobile game, and. Ghostbusters has come out with some mobile games in the past, but they haven't been uh, necessarily cool, or even enjoyable, for that matter. Um, whereas this is a Ghostbusters version of uh, Pokemon Go. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, now, it's a pretty cheap game. What I mean by that is, uh, in Pokemon Go, you have to walk all over the place to find these Pokemon, right? Yeah, you literally have to have your GPS on and walk around, and it's kind of, you know, like, it's almost like a map, like Google Maps, you, like, walk around. Right. Well, that is what this game is trying to make you do, because I can, you can look on the map, and I got, I got Easton all bundled up, and we're like, we're gonna go get these ghosts, let's go hunt these ghosts, we're gonna capture them. Oh, God, he was probably ripped. Oh, he was jacked, and we, I, I had, uh little Beckett, I was holding Beckett, and then the, we were all dressed up, and we started wandering around the neighborhood trying to find him, and I realized uh, we don't have to walk anywhere, because you can just stand there and keep spinning, and you can look through the buildings at all the ghosts. What? You don't have, they don't have the proximity dialed in. You don't have to go over to the ghosts. You can just spin yourself. And Allison, I just told Easton, like, let's go back inside. So we went back inside the house, and he can just sit there in the in the living room and just spin himself around, and he can see all the ghosts. He doesn't have to walk down the block to go get that ghost. 
Can you shoot them from that far away? Yeah. Well, that seems cheap. It is cheap. Huh. But it's it works. So it it works better for me because then we don't have to leave the house. Uh, they once they finally figured out that they effed that up and they, they need to actually put the proximity and you know turn them on the proximities. Then we'll have to actually go walking around the neighborhood. But right now, just from our living room, he can just keep spinning. And, oh, there's Slimer. And then shoot Slimer, capture Slimer. And he has an absolute blast with this game. He gets so excited every single time he captures one. He's like, high five! Give me a high five! (laughs) (laughs) So is it sort of like Go, though? Like, like when you capture a ghost, does anything happen with it? You just collect it? So you capture the ghosts, you collect them, and then you use them to fight in this story mode. I don't know. Do they do that in... uh, you, Pokemon Go? Yeah, so in Pokemon Go, you collect these Pokemon, and then um, I think you can upgrade them, but then you go to their your trainer towers, or you take over a, a training place. Now, they have and then those. You fight, you fight those other players' Pokemon. Now, they have those, like, they call them like, dimensional portals and stuff like that, that you're supposed to go to. Those are proximity locked. We have never experienced one of those because we've never made ourselves. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. probably, like, an element on the map. Like, sure. Like, it's at this one, like, uh, when we were at work, Two blocks down, they made this mural. That's a training place, so okay. you have to go to that location on GPS. Yeah, we've never walked down because from us, like, there's, they're, they're all over the place. They're all over town. Like I was looking at the map, and we've never walked over to one of these dimensional portals to see what happens. I and I, I was flipping through the story really fast. Like they, they told me what's supposed to happen, but I, I never read it because I was just trying to get him into the game. So I was just bumping past everything as quickly as possible. Um, once you get your characters in this game, I don't know how, how it plays out in uh, Pokemon Go, you play just like a Final Fantasy RPG game with the, your captured ghosts. So you build your own army, like you have like a four-player team, and then you play against other players in multi-staged story modes. Oh. Well, it's kind of neat because then you don't always have to be online. Right. Yeah, and then you can use your captured ghosts. I don't, I'm assuming you can upgrade them. And then uh, yep, you, you can, you use can them as your cannon fodder when you're fighting other... Right. Like, like is the story then like a, like the commercial... Or the commercial... The cartoon or the movie? Like, kind of down that path of fighting other ghosts? Or how does that work? No, it's mainly... Um, I don't know. We haven't gotten that far. But we haven't... Uh, it's... You're just fighting ghosts, as, as far as I can tell. I, I don't know how the story is progressing or what's even happening, because I'm not even watching him do it half the time. Oh, okay. He's playing a lot of it all by himself. The actual fighting is super easy for, for kids. So nowadays, the way a lot of mobile games are, you can put, you can turn on the auto-fighting. I haven't turned it on for him, like I, uh, because that's... I don't want to train him into doing that. Well, that's what John does. Right. With all of his RPG or JRPG games. So he just, you know, he'll start a fight when we're at the pinball league. He'll start a fight, walk away, and then go play a game of pinball, come back. He's like, oh, yeah, I won. Yeah, it's, like, like, it's, it's not a, right, it's not a game then. It's just, it's playing by itself. It's you're, literally you're, playing by yeah, itself. You're, grind, you're letting the computer PC grind through for you. Right. My brother does that, and I can get in the habit of doing that because it's so easy. You can just push play, and it'll play all by itself. But um, I've deliberately started deleting all those games off of my phone. Any game that has autoplay, I started deleting it because I don't... 
I don't like the idea of me playing a game that I don't have to play. Oh, it's sure. weird. It's like watching a, a movie or something of itself playing well, it's itself. Just, it, it turns into a waste of your time because you could be doing something else when you know the game plays for you. Why why spend the time doing it? Right. I know it's about the main. I know, I know for myself as well as like my brother. I'm sure John as well. The reason why people do it is because it's about the collecting, it's about the consuming, and it's about getting more and more stuff. So even though I'm not playing, I'm hoping that by it playing itself and it continuing to grind by itself, it will unlock certain players for me that I'm trying to collect. So it's easier if it just keeps playing, just have it keep running on autopilot until I finally get that thing that I want. It's probably getting popular too because mobile games are you, you don't pay a lot of attention to them. You know, you have 10 seconds, so you whip your phone out, you auto-do it, and then you put it back in your pocket, and you let the fight fight out because you're off doing something else. Like, you literally have, you know, 10 to 30 seconds right. of someone's eyes. Right. It makes you more of a manager than the actual fighter itself. Oh, like, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, you're not micromanaging them and telling them to go do stuff. They themselves are all doing the fighting, but you're more or less managing the team. I'm putting the team together, we're upgrading their armor and stuff like that, but you guys actually go out and fight on your own and get me money and stuff like that, and then we will upgrade you later. So that's, I know, that's probably what the response would be for anyone who says that I played on autopilot, is, and I guess by myself, because I've played many games on autopilot myself, is that I'm, well, I'm still managing the team, I'm still controlling the team. Either way. Let's get back to Easton and playing this game. When he's playing it, I have it turned off. That way he has to still manually fight these ghosts. And it's easy for him. All he has to do is literally touch the other ghosts. And then his ghosts go and fight them. And once I once I taught him that, I was like, it's pretty easy. Literally, just put your finger over the top of these bad guys and touch him. And then, and then they'll go and strike and fight him. Um, I had to teach him over and over and over again that... You fight one guy, the weakest guy, and you knock him out, and you work your way up to the to the heaviest guy, because then you can consolidate all of your attention on one person, because he would try to strike all of them, and then oh. that doesn't accomplish anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's like that snowball effect. You take right. out <clears throat> if you don't take out the weakest guy first, you're gonna have all of them attacking you all the time. Once you get the weakest guy out first, then it's less people attacking you. Right. And um, almost every one of these games is exactly the same like that. I almost wish that somebody would be able to break that uh, routine and come up with like a new dynamic that way uh, that would force me to have to think about what I'm doing because I don't have to think about what I'm doing. I know you always attack the weakest guy first, you knock him down, and then you snowball effect your way through it. Just like a credit card bill. <laughs> you knock out all your smallest credit card bills out first until you got the biggest one last, and you can focus and consolidate all your attention on that one. But uh, that's... I don't, it's, it's simple in the fact that all these games are the same, and I wish that something would come up with something new, but... Uh, for him, this is his first time in this endeavor. This is a big deal for him to actually have to learn this. Um, and he's learning it. I finally got it into his head that you have to attack one dude, you have to wipe him out, and then you can move on to the next one. If you try to attack all four or all five at the same time, you won't kill anybody, and they'll kill all of your guys. Oh my god, he had a meltdown the other day. They killed Slimer, and he was just bawling his eyeballs out. He couldn't, he couldn't believe that Slimer was dead. 
Did Slimer actually die? Oh, you can revive him. I'm yeah, you can revive. I, I just said this. It's not a big deal. We're going to restart the game, and then uh, you'll, everything's going to be just fine. But he couldn't believe that Slimer died. It's like it's not. It's like, he's not dead. He's not gone forever. We're yeah. just going to restart huh. the game. He'll be. He'll be back in it. Um, so I've been doing my mobile gaming of Hydro Thunder Go still. I've recorded a ton more um, tracks. So I've been making little clips of I play a track and it's, you know, easy, medium, and hard and different. There's one trophy per boat level. Right. So I would do, you know, Thunder Park on easy. Then I'd make a new clip of Thunder Park on medium and another on hard and I'd upload those so that. And I'd only I'd want to get first place uh, so that there's like a playthrough of all golds being done. <clears throat> so I've been doing that, and um, man, I mean, I mean I'm not getting like a ton of views right now, but almost immediately people are posting up uh, a couple views, and it's pretty it's pretty fun to see that actually a couple people are interested in um, in the game, and I mean it's old, but I. We're well, getting some traction, actually. Yeah. And um, what funny was, I there's I think it's Transylvania. Um, I just I cannot beat it on easy. I'm always in second or third. And so there was a couple times where I was I, I literally played for 10, 20 minutes on the one track over and over and over, and I couldn't beat it. And I'm just going, there's got to be a shortcut I'm missing. There's got to be. So I started looking up stuff about the game, trying to see if there's guides or how-tos. There's not really much, but I found an interview with one of the developers from the company Pixelbyte, which made the game. Really? And they posted up some maps of some of the tracks with the shortcuts highlighted. Um, and one of them was the Transylvania, and I found a new shortcut. And it's shaved off time, but I still cannot beat that first-place player. Uh, I've done it once because he... He hit a buoy at the finish line and got, you know, like hit it and stopped. Where And I flew by him. It was pure luck. But the thing I that pisses me off is that the first, or yeah, first and second are expert boats. And I'm driving a fucking novice, novice boat. Sure. That's annoying. Because even on the last stretch, I'm full boost and they turn their boost on. They walk away from me. So there's literally no chance of me do, beating them. Um, the only thing I can think of is that since I already beat it as a novice, they're now kind of bumped up hard, hard like play-wise. That could be it. Oh, so the the one time I did, and the only reason why you're playing this as a novice is because you're trying to go through the whole entire stuff through novice, then mediate or intermediate, and then uh, expert. Yeah, novice, pro, and expert. Oh, pro. That's it. So I have a full playthrough of gold on on everything. My only thing is I could I can uh, get one of our other Windows phones and have not my account play the game and and see if I can uh, play that level again without getting my ass kicked. But what's funny was I'm playing the game and with the the one time I did get, get first place with a guy, the first place guy hit the buoy. You, the, you weren't recording? No, I was. Okay. My laptop uh, went to sleep. Oh. <laughs> Within three seconds of that final... Oh yeah, I was pissed. I have the video up until that point of the last couple seconds, and then it went. It like did the screener hard drive sleep. 
So I went in the power settings. I'm like, where? I've never had this happen before. So I went in the power settings, and sure enough, oh, it's because I ref- I reformatted the computer to get Windows back before the update. Yeah. And so all my settings got changed, and I didn't reconfigure them. I didn't even think about it. That sucked. I was so pissed. So, you know, if it's not recorded, it doesn't count. So back to grinding that out. Yeah. Um, but what, what happened was so I was looking up Pixelbyte, and, and I, I kind of want to reach out to them and see if they still have maybe some track maps so I can kind of consolidate maybe a full guide on the game. But then I thought, oh, I wonder if they still make games. And so um, I Googled them in the App Store, and they make a bunch of games. They have a couple of racing games, top-down view that look really fun, but they're paid, so I didn't really want to, without maybe watching some videos on them, I didn't want to just go buy them. Do they make any free games, or are they all paid? I found one free game. That's interesting. So, because a, a lot of mobile games now are all free, yeah. it's actually very few games that are paid for games. It's interesting. So, this is a company that makes only, or for the majority at least, paid mobile games. Yeah. The only thing I could say is that some free games may not be, uh, may just be quick flips where some paid games might actually have more time spent developing. Now, it's not always the case. Don't get me wrong. Like, Fortnite is free. And it's probably a really good game on mobile. Well, here's here's the big deal. A free game is usually only free because of in-game purchases. Yeah, there's like the grind or the purchases or the perks that you get when you pay. Right. So then actually, and the reason why is because you usually hit almost like a paywall. You struggle up to a certain point and then you can maybe hit a, an area where like, I can't get any further or at least it's a lot more of a struggle. That way I should probably just pay some money here and I can get past this little bump and then I can move further up. And like, you know, maybe it's like three bucks or five bucks. And you've already put so much time into it that, oh, you know, five bucks is nothing. I'll, just, I'll be able to keep playing this game. Whereas the other games, which are maybe five bucks off the bat, you're like, I would never pay five dollars for this because all these other games are free over here. When actually you get a full game then, all done, you don't have to worry about any in-game purchases. It's a full, solid game. So a lot of times, paid games are better games. Not always, but a lot of times, a paid game is more of a complete game. Yeah, so they have one game on free. Um... And now they do have in-app purchases, and they do have ads in the game, but it's called Getaway 2. Now, I want to try the top-down racing game, but I want to try to, probably try to see some reviews and some videos first. But then I saw this Getaway game, and the premise is, like Grand Theft Auto 1 or 2, you literally are in a car, and you just have to stay away from the police. Okay. That's the whole, t- the whole concept of the game. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll fucking play that. So the only one that was free was Getaway 2. So I downloaded Getaway 2, and uh, it's fun. I uh, I don't really feel good Sunday, so that's literally all I played. <laughs> I uh, have a battery pack on my phone, and I burned through that. Wow. Um, and you unlock new cars, and like, after X stars you get, you can unlock. Um, you can roll the dice, per se, and try to get a, win a new car. And then those new cars have different challenges. So you have two challenges per car. One might one challenge might be, like, get enough air. And so you just, like, hit jumps as much as you can to raise that little bar up. And, and then you get a star. And then the second challenge might be knock over 
light poles. And so you have to knock over like 30 light poles. Um, sometimes it's to cause tons of destruction or there's some mini, there's some mini missions in the game that are like deliver this briefcase or blow up this uh, armored vehicle. <clears throat> some of them are, you, there's multi-platform. So there's, you can get a jump to go on top of a building and then jump another building and there's a crown and that crown is what you have to find. Uh, that's actually really hard because, uh, the maps aren't super big, but they're, they're different enough and they hide the crown places where you don't really know where you're going and you kind of, you don't last a whole lot, a whole long time on this game. The cops just keep getting worse and worse and worse and then they'll bring the SWAT team and the military. I was just going to ask that. Do they have like different forms of enemies that are coming at you? Oh, military comes, all of a sudden there's a tank shooting, you know, the <laughs> big ass rockets at you. Um, it's, I've, played it enough now where I'm slowing down on actually enjoying it where it's kind of the hard part of actually unlocking cars and the, the, the things I have to unlock are just too difficult to complete without either be, getting better or paying so now I'm kind of burned myself out on it but that was a that was a fun game I recommended to a couple people because that Grand Theft Auto is you know I played it since the original game and it was a blast just running from the cops I wish that we could almost have an interview or talk with some game developers because I have some questions about some certain games so my brother plays uh, this Star Wars game all the time I think it's I don't think it's Star Wars Galaxy it's not not Star Wars Arena but anyways it's it's the main Star Wars mobile game that's out there that a lot of people play and the game in my opinion is aged I think the graphics are poor. I think that a lot of the way that they do their abilities are... They're old. They're not as flashy and as cool as some of these newer games can be. Like, Marvel has the same style, like, RPG, where you you have got four or three characters on your team versus their four or five characters on their team and you just strike back and forth you know time based just like any Final Fantasy game or something like that but in the Marvel version if you attack with like Venom or if you have certain people on your team they like teamwork together or they do some kind of like big fancy uh, attack that is like cinematic you know what I mean so it looks a little more cool. Uh, well, the Star Wars game has made a lot of money. And the Star Wars game has a lot of people that play it. And they continue to pump out new content for it. But I am, I'm not interested in it at all because it looks aged to me. So, what, what I'm, I don't know, I was having this, this discussion with them, I think, yesterday. And I was saying I would play it. If they would upgrade the graphics and make it more cinematic and cool, like, give me something to bring me in. Because if I look at it right now, it looks like it's a, you know, a three-year-old or two-year-old mobile game. Because it is. Now, the fact that they keep producing content for it is because people are still playing it and they're still enjoying it a lot. What I was wondering is, do you think that they can upgrade content to this game? Or do they just have to flat-out make... A Star Wars, you know, whatever this game is called, number two. What do you mean? Like, okay, like, uh, if, I mean, content they can keep pushing. Right. New characters, yes, for sure they can keep producing. But to, 
to give me an upgraded version of this, like for instance, new graphics, new cinematic, you know, like uh, moves and stuff like that. They would have to make a fully new game, wouldn't they? Like, they wouldn't be just be able to add code to their old stuff, right? Um, that in, the theory is you could just release uh, a new version of that same one, and they would have to you know either re-download or upgrade, and it would be a giant update, right? The hard part is some uh, phone manufacturers, like Apple, for instance, they don't. They don't allow an update to be over a certain size. So if you, you know, if the game's a gig, which is big for a mobile game, but some of them I think get up there, they won't allow it. Like Nintendo Switch pulled that with uh, one of, I think it was one of those NBA, uh, it almost was like NBA Jam, but it was NBA Street or whatever. So if it's titled as an update, it can't be of a certain size. It's restricted. Well, and it could be size or anything, but it could be restricted. But if you, so for them, being if it's such a refactor, they're better off making it like a sequel. Okay, that makes sense. And even if they tried to do it in incremental moments, it would take so much effort that it might be best just to make a sequel. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know why you'd want to. The hard part too is it's a cash cow for them. If it's still making money, why right. change it? Well, and that's that's well. There's two factors there. One is is still making them money. They're still producing content for them because people are buying these characters or they're pumping a lot of money into it. But also the people that have done that, that have put a lot of money into it, if you re-released a new, or not re-released, if you released a new game, all of that money, all of that time that they put into the last game would be lost. Yeah. So they'd be pissed. Or I guess they don't have to be pissed. They can keep playing the old game. But, uh... I mean, oh, God. If, they, if it was kind of server-based and they were able to slide the people's uh, stuff over to the new one, it would probably be all right. But, yeah, you're you're pulling people who have invested a lot in it and uh, throwing them a curveball, kind of saying, screw you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't want to piss off those people that are just continually paying you money. Right. Like, does your brother pay money for anything? No, he's... Oh, I'll tell you what. I don't know. I'm not going to speak for him. cheapskate, but... Right. Why? Well, I, I just assume that he hasn't paid money for it because as long as you play a game long enough and you put it in your mind, I will not pay you money. You'll do whatever it takes to to not have to pay that money. Like you'll you'll play on autoplay over and over and over and over again. Have it just sitting there on the table while you go do stuff, and then you can actually get stuff accomplished. Whereas if you pay for it, you can have it right now. You don't have to put in you know, several hours of work for something. But uh, if you, you there's, there's a ways around everything because there has to be. That way it's not a technical like gambling game or oh, something yeah. like that. So they have to put in ways for you to actually earn something. Uh, that's there's, some, there's been some games that have gotten in trouble recently. Like uh, Destiny and some other games have gotten in trouble for legitimate gambling. Uh, and uh, different states like Hawaii and stuff like that have sued them based on the fact that you have put this is a this is a legitimate gambling game. There's no ifs ands or buts about it. Like you cannot earn this or you cannot get this without uh, paying money. And even then, you're not even pay- well. Okay, so gambling is different than what I just said. Destiny got in trouble, and di- or different games have gotten in trouble. Because you pay them cash 
for not even a guaranteed item. Like, I didn't pay you... I paid you money for a costume or something like that, and I'm not even guaranteed to get it. Like You're, you're buying a loot box that opens up and gives you a random something. Right. Yeah. And I would have to pay you who knows how much money. In theory... I could pay you hundreds of dollars, and I may never get it. Yeah, that, that would be annoying. Yeah, it'd be crazy. So that that's why they're getting sued is because these states are... It's like, you didn't pay for a gambling license. You don't have any right to, to be selling these gambling products. So you... Uh, and besides that, like you're these are children playing these games or whatever. Children are, are not allowed to gamble, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. I mean, good for them, though, because that is... It's really effing annoying... Where the only way to did Battlefront do it? Yes. Yeah. I give you five bucks and you give me a box like, ooh, open the box. It's something random and magical. And then it's just like, here's a vial of health. Yeah. Oh, here's a hat that I have ten of. Thanks. Oh, but you can buy another one, or you could grind for you know thirty hours. It's like this is not worth it. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think people need to stop fucking buying those games. One. Otherwise, they're never going to get the, you know, if, if or, you keep paying them money, they're never going to get the idea through the developer manufacturer's head. Right. Uh, or you just simply just stop paying money. Like, you can buy the game, but just quit paying for these loot boxes. Sure. But then you have people that, like, some people we know, they do it anyway. They don't give a shit. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, there's people that we know who have spent literally hundreds of dollars on loot boxes. Oh, I didn't know it was that much already. Oh, definitely. Multiple hundreds. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is not like a single hundred. It is multiple hundreds of dollars on these. That's a pinball machine, man. It's a, it's a lot of stuff. It's it's whole Xboxes. Oh, good point. Um, or Nintendo Switches that they don't have enough money for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mobile gaming, baby. But, uh, so there's that. Um, I don't know. We're almost there, so we can right, pause it up until we're. I just severely we pause it until we're back in the room. We can talk. So, <clears throat> another pinball news: the bar that we have, uh, well, the bar that we we go to, yeah, because the Batman, Dark Knight, and Sopranos. Sopranos <clears throat> had a failure, and um, the bar owner got the game from the operator, so now he owns it. So I went down there, and. Um, I thought it was uh, the transistor that drove a switch matrix from the CPU board. And um, I don't have any good soldering tools anymore, so I usually ship all my boards out because I don't really, I don't have time. So I just don't... Like, why, why have the tools when I don't have the time or the space to do it? So I just ship it everything out. Okay. So I actually ordered a new CPU board and... Um, got that hooked up and then I had the same problem where <clears throat> the, the optos and the ball trough weren't working the bottom fourth ball wouldn't see but the, the but the stack one on top would so there's two like IR LEDs that sense a ball is in there and if it if two get on top of each other then the, it knows that there's two on top and so it'll eject harder to get the balls out the bottom one that senses ball four wasn't working. And it, it blew my mind. I, I couldn't... I spent like an hour at the bar going through the manual and checking other columns and rows 
and thinking, what the hell? And finally, I started tracing, physically tracing the wire back for that opto and found it. It had fallen off the slingshot switch on the right side. Oh, wow. And luckily, I left my soldering iron at work. So I, I, the next night, I went and brought my, my soldering station from home. And I plugged that in and soldered that back on. And uh, sure enough, boom, the game works. But, you know, I had to pull the ROM chips out and put them in the new, the new board. And at that point, I was like, oh, I should just should have ordered new ROMs with it to make sure that it's all up to date. But I, I kind of checked the ROM versions versus what I thought was new. And it looked like it was at least newer. I mean, Sopranos is old, but... Sure. So, have you tested it then? I play-tested it. The rubbers are garbage, right? The, the flipper bands are literally about to snap off, but I don't have any extra. I have a few at work, so I've been... I keep... I need to find time to get back to the bar, and I have those at work for... We ordered the big yep. bulk kit yep, for yep, Black yep. Knight. Just got to get down there. Um, but then the next night bar owner texts me, he's like, oh, where'd you put the keys? And I was like, oh, I gave them to the bartender. And some, he just said, he called me, he's like, the game broke, where's the keys? I was like, oh, crap. So I hope he found the keys, otherwise I'm going to have to drill the lock and put a new lock on it. But then I can at least switch it to a key set that he has that the old operator doesn't. Sure. But there was a guy there, uh, I guess there's a couple players that like playing that game. It's kind of set easy, and it's a fun game, but there's a couple players that love Sopranos, so they were bugging the bartender, or the owner of the bar, about um, getting it up and working, because it was down for a couple weeks, because the day I went, they couldn't find the keys, and then I was gone in Orlando, and then I got back, and then I needed time to get down there. Uh, But I don't know if it's working again, and... um, what day is it today? Wednesday? So maybe Thursday night I'll be able to run down and we'll put some flipper rubber, just a couple couple rubbers to make sure that it's going to stay up. And um, otherwise I'm thinking of uh, spending an evening after my daughter goes to bed and go back to work and get Black Knight done so I can drop that off and just get some more games there. Um, oh! After I was finished soldering the sling switch wire back, um, one of the one of the guys that was at the bar kind of talked to me about the game quick, and uh, turns out he uh, he's all down for a pinball league. Right, he's got a bunch of other friends that are maybe interested as well. Yeah, so I gave him my contact info, and I just uh, we haven't had a pinball night recently, so we're gonna have to spark that up. Um, I know that's another conversation that we should actually have a have a, a podcast about, maybe with Chris too, is because he has more experience with league night happening more often and uh, consistent. But the few conversations I had, I was doing it once a week just because that's fun. But it, people kind of not get burned out, but since it's so often, people don't give it priority. So you either forget about it or. You're like, oh, well, I'll just go next week. No big deal. Because we also didn't... We didn't pay in. We didn't have prizes. We didn't have a real set kind of tournament style. But if we do a once a month and you, it's $20 buy-in and we have a prize at the end or a cash payout 
and we make it a freaking you know three strikes are out kind of a big ladder tournament given we also need people we've only had like four people or six right so there's also that but maybe maybe a one a month big big tournament and then a couple little ones throughout the month would, would work better for people but I know everybody in the little group we have has kind of been wanting to play we just haven't scheduled the time right I, I kind of like that idea maybe one big one every month and then one small one yeah and the small one we maybe that's just dollar games are fun but the big sure. one's going to be that $20 buy in and then uh, it'll pay for maybe maybe we do food and that helps pay for it. And then we also do like a $40 payout for first, $20 payout for second, something like that. So you get some money back if you win or come in second. Because then I think people like that. If, they, if you can get some of your money back or you win money. I mean, everybody loves this whole Russian roulette thing with a tournament. What do you mean? I don't know. The, people get competitive when money's on the line. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's a lot more interesting when there's money on the line, no matter what. But what if I keep losing? Well, then uh, that keeps making me money, so it's fine. <laughs> Don't suck. Um, do you, uh, we can do a quick movie review? <laughs> uh, sure, i tell you what. I, I, I don't, apparently, I haven't talked about this on the podcast, and I thought I did, but apparently not. Apparently you're the only one on the planet. Right, so I, I finally saw Solo. Did you talk mad shit about it? I did. I talked mad shit about it. I talked about mad about it too, but I've kept my word and haven't seen it. Right. So I I rented it uh, either the first day it came out or like the second day it came out on uh, DVD. Went down to Redbox, rented it, and watched it. And um, I really, really, really like it. Why? It's, it's What? You talked so much crap about it. Well, it... <laughs> The internet talked so much crap. It failed in the box office. How how could you go from hating it to then kind of like it, really liking it? Well, it, it didn't have anything to do with whether or not it was going to be a good movie or a bad movie. It had to do with we were trying to, and when I say we, I mean a lot of fans were trying to prove a point to Lucasfilm that they needed to change uh, the way that they treated their fans and the way that uh, the marketed stuff and how they how they wanted to go forward with different attitudes like I don't just I, I can't think of anything off, off the top of my head right now but just but the way they, that they're trying to prove to the to the to Disney and Kathleen Kennedy that you can't pull crap like this and make it suck without you know we're not just going to give you our money every single time right it had a lot to do with them trying to shove SJW thoughts down our throats and just having us have to eat them and they believe that they thought that well we can do whatever we want and just because it says Star Wars on it it's still going to sell so a lot of people and when I say a lot of people I mean like the vast majority of their base did not go out to see this Star Wars movie so it failed and they lost they lost not just they didn't make a lot of money it's they lost a lot of money off of this movie. One, because they had to do a complete reshoot. So they shot this movie twice. So it cost twice as much as a normal movie should cost. And then second, nobody went to go see it. So they didn't make any money because no one went to go see it. Plus they cost twice as much in the first place. So they, they lost a ton of money. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, with that said... The product that they produced 
is very good. It's a very good movie. Um, I think that Han Solo, so one issue that everybody had with it was, uh, why even make a Han Solo movie? And it's still a, a valid point. Uh, you don't need to make another Han Solo movie. You could make any other movie with a new character, a fresh character. We already have Han Solo. His name is Harrison Ford. He's already had a couple movies. He's done. So you don't need to keep reproducing, you know, a new movie. Now, with that said, I think that this new actor does a fantastic job of being Han Solo. Wait, I thought we were shitting on him because he had bad experience. Or was that a different movie? That was possibly this movie. I shit on it quite a bit. <laughs> so, well, there was a movie where they, some guy asked, I want to be in your movie, and the director's like, okay. And they had to give him training and lessons because he sucked. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't remember anything like that. Are you kidding me? I don't remember We that. went on a rant on our podcast about this, <laughs> and I swear to God it was this movie. I don't... Maybe it was this movie, and maybe it was this actor. I don't remember that conversation. But this actor... You are clouded by... Now, somehow, they strobe something on the screen, and all of a sudden, you're like that frog on Futurama, where you, now you just believe it. Well, it's a... <laughs> it's a... It's a... It's a good movie. I don't know what I don't know what else to say about it. Like one, he does a good job as Han Solo. Because first of all, okay, now here's the thing about Han Solo. Like a lot of people, a lot of reviewers who went and saw this and went on the internet afterwards said he's not Han Solo. He doesn't act like Han Solo, and they are right. He doesn't act like Han Solo in the beginning of the movie because it is his evolution into becoming Han Solo. Does that make sense? Yes, it does make sense. Okay, so. When you see him be kind and be nice, which is not what Han Solo does. Han Solo fucking shoots first, and he's a scoundrel, and everything's about the money. He's not going to save the princess unless he gets paid basically in cash. You know what I mean? All this different stuff. Like He's not a good guy. He's a scoundrel who we might be able to use. Maybe he might just leave us all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He's like the random bounty hunter that he'll be your friend for money. Right. And bounty hunter is the wrong word, but but yeah, scoundrel or, or pirate, or you want to call yeah, it? Yeah, he's yeah. like a space yeah, pirate. Yeah, exactly. So, with that said, a lot of people are like that's not Han Solo. He's being a good guy. He's being a nice guy. And it's like, yeah, well, watch the movie. He starts out as that guy, as optimism, as hope, as this whatever, and then life shits on him. And then you kind of watch that grade away and watch him become jaded. And you get to kind of see, like, he needs to realize, if I don't start sticking out for me, if I don't stick out for only this guy, um, no one else is looking out for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you watch his evolution into becoming Han Solo. Now, he's still at the end. He does be a hero, which is still kind of counterproductive when it comes to Han Solo because I know that Han Solo in the very end of like the whole entire you know original trilogy becomes a hero yep but it takes a whole trilogy to make him into a hero because he's kind of a again he's kind of an a-hole right uh but you know, so, so so that was one movie, and they were in theory they were planning on making more movies. Now they'll never make them because they lost so much money off of this one. But uh, when I got done watching this movie, it has great action, great writing, as far as I can tell, great acting. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought he did a great job as Han Solo, and he does a great job several times as mimicking Harrison Ford so well that there's like. I think there's two or three scenes 
where he does like a shrug or like a, a smirk, whatever he did. And when he did it, it instantly out of my head, I was like, da, that's why they did it. That's why they hired him. That right there. That <laughs> smirk at that time, if he did that in like his, uh, what is it called? The, when you stand up a year, the, the, the casting. Yeah, the casting. Yeah. If he did that exact move in casting, that's why he got this job. You know what I mean? Sure. So, uh, he... He looks enough like Han Solo that you just, you know, you just accept it. Now, here's the thing. Han Solo was literally, I think, this age when those other movies came out. <laughs> so, we know what a young Han Solo looks like. And so, he looks similar to him, but, I mean, we, we literally have one at this age. So, he doesn't look exactly like him. But there are times, because he's trying to mimic him, where he, he pulls some moves that it's, it looks like, wow, that really is... I see now why they thought you could be a Harrison Ford. So, does this movie fit into the feel of what you want in a Star Wars movie? I think this is... I know you're not even going to want to hear this. This is one of my favorite Star Wars movies I've ever seen. What? (laughs) You saying crap like this makes me want to go home and rent it so I can prove you right or wrong. You should. I don't want to give them my money. It's, you, know, you already you you don't talk so you're much not, crap about it. You're not giving them the, your money. <laughs> yeah, you are. No, Redbox already paid for this movie. Go rent it for like a dollar twenty nine or whatever that it costs. Money gets brought back somehow. I don't think so. Redbox bought those movies in cash or whatever, and then they, um, but somehow they, they then know rent them out so they make money. That's what I know. But then they know what movies are getting rented, and they'll. It's a dollar. It's a dollar twenty nine. You didn't pay for a movie ticket, which was the whole entire point, which is why they lost their money. You're not buying the DVD, which is how they make more money. Well, I, mean, I could rent you it on Amazon. You, you could rent it on Amazon. You can rent it anywhere you well, want. It's more than a dollar. It's more than a dollar. It's like five bucks or, or ah! no, no, no. It's like it's like three ninety nine. It's a lot of money. It is. Um. Either way, it's definitely. So it feels like a good Star Wars movie. It is an it's an A plus movie. If you watch this movie, you're going to like this movie. Now, a lot of people had a lot of problems with it. They, they said, okay, so I will give you my problems. Oh, I don't really want you to give me your problems, but you can tell me about them. All right. How about, yeah, I'll do that. All right. <laughs> so, here are the issues that I have with this movie. It's called Star Wars. Well, no. They retroactively try to fix some of the last movie that everybody hated so much with this movie. What? So. I'll, I'll, I'll explain. Number one, the whole point of this movie, like the center focus of this movie, is something called star fuel or whatever. No, hi, hi, hyper hyperdrive fuel. Oh my God! They're bringing this up again. Oh, they're not just bringing it up. It is the focus of the whole entire movie. So, the last movie was the very first time anyone's ever even heard of hyperfuel. It does not exist before uh, The Last Jedi. And they brought it in so they could have this stupid, extremely, extremely drawn-out, boring-ass chase at the end of... Well, not the end of the whole entire movie. And they're going to run down the Rebels until they run out of hyperfuel, which is like, oh, shit, that's not a thing. Who wrote this? That like, the, no hyperfuel doesn't exist. Like we've, by now we've we've invented uh, drives that have endless energy and all this different stuff. Like they, they are able to run endlessly. 
like no one in the entire Star Wars universe ever. There's several movies, several uh, comics, several uh, everything, books across every sector, whether it be a, a novelization or a comic book or a movie or a cartoon. Hyperfuel does not exist, flat out. So they brought it out. They, they, they created Hyperfuel so they could have this really boring, stupid it's, chase. And it's like a prequel, so it's so long ago. And then there's like six movies that never talk about it. No, no, no. Well, I mean, okay. I'm, I'm saying this. Not not Solo, but The Last Jedi is when they first introduced No, this. no, but then they bring it up in Solo, which yes. is like a prequel. Yes. And I, well, I was saying, I was like, there's like six movies of it never being talked about. Again. Right. So, to try to make up with the fact that no one has ever heard of this and everyone was so pissed that the focal point of the last movie was trying to run people out of gas... Um, they made a whole entire movie based on gas. Like, they're, they're fighting for this gas. They're trying to steal this gas. They're trying to do all this different stuff to steal this fuel. Oh, it's a big deal. So that's the whole premise of Han? The whole entire point of this movie is the theft, the value, everything is about hyperfuel. And that's, that's, now, if you ignore that fact, just, just ignore it. Like, okay, fine. I know what you're doing. I see what you're doing. You're trying to retroactively fix a, a thing that everybody pointed out in the last movie. But has Lucas ever said anything about hyperfuel? No. It doesn't exist. Has anybody even asked him a question? I'm sure that they have. I, it doesn't matter. Like he, it, he never wrote that. It doesn't exist. Huh. So I want to so the- hear from like people who wrote storylines like what they, what they think about hyperfuel. Well, it, it just... It's just, it's not an established thing. And then so we already, there's no reason for anyone to believe that these starships that have been in all of these movies and in all of these cartoons run on hyperfuel because they don't. They, well, it's because only the rebels run on hyperfuel. The the dark side or whatever just uses uh, power, just star power, just dark side power. We'll see, you're just making <laughs> look, look how, look how, you believe me, that look in your eye was like, no, 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 I didn't. Even and you're like, you're yeah, that's stuff a up. good point. You're making stuff up for our listeners. Rebels have bad tech. They need to get their uh, <laughs> their rebel power going. All right, so okay. so that is one issue, and it's an issue, but I didn't let it stop me from enjoying the movie. I just I wrote it off as like you know, fuck it. It is. I, I see what you're doing, but fuck it. Okay, we're we're gonna steal the fuel. Let's keep moving on. The second issue that was brought up over and over and over and over again, probably. Three or five times in the movie was the dice Han Solo's dice that he hangs from his, you know, a mirror or whatever. Um, the very end of uh, the Last Jedi, Han, uh, Luke Skywalker puts Han Solo's lucky dice, which no one ever has heard about. No one. The 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 most. The biggest fan of fans or whatever has never heard of Han Solo's lucky dice. Well, apparently, according to Ryan Johnson, the writer of uh, The Last Jedi, uh, not only is there hyperfuel now, but there's also Han Solo's lucky lucky dice. So he puts those in, in Leia's hands and is like, uh, you know, I don't remember what, what he said to her, but it was supposed to be a big moment. Come back to life. Wait, it, was, <laughs> it was supposed to be a big moment. And I know everyone in the theater was looking at each other like, what the fuck? What do these dice have to do with anything? Well, so again, retroactively, in Han Solo's movie, 
they make these dice a big deal. From the very beginning of the movie to the very end of the movie, he uses those dice multiple times. Whenever he gets in a new vehicle, he slaps those dice around the um, around the rearview mirror or, or, or whatever. <laughs> okay, wait. So who wrote Solo? Uh, well, two different sets of writers. Because it, it, it was reshot twice. Is it the same one from the other movie? No. Oh. So. But it was direct. But it was produced by Kathleen Kennedy. Same same uh, producer. But I'm just trying to get to the point of like. So you think they're just trying to fix the crap oh, that she, happened? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Everyone who complained and had a problem before, they're retroactively going in there and fixing it. Um. Th- because you can't take any of that back. You couldn't say, "Oh, sorry, it was a bad movie." They're trying to do things to be like, okay, well, you know, here's those things you didn't like. Well, here's here's reasons behind them. Correct. That's exactly what they did. They gave explanations for everything that everyone pointed out. Like, they said, that's not a thing. That's never been a thing. Why are you pretending like it is? And then they're like, well, if I make a new movie that says it is. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a prequel, then now it is. And it's like, you piece of shit. You can't do that. So anyways, okay. So they retroactively added hyperfuel. They retroactively added the lucky dice. Um, what's one more thing? I had one more issue. I had three issues with it. I can't remember the last one off the top of my head. But oh, I know what it was. Uh, a lot of people online, and this was, uh, in my opinion, a wrong rumor that was spread. It was that uh, Han Solo, not Han Solo. Uh, the, the black guy, um, Lando Crisian. Lando Crisian has this sexual relationship with his droid companion, and that his droid companion is this heavy SJW droid that, you know, is all about droid rights and it's just extremely grating and irritating. Now, one element of that is true. Um, the droid is an, in, an intensely irritating creature. Now, they tried, I think, to make her funny, kind of like a, like a C-3PO. Yeah, well, wasn't there the droid like that from the last movie, too? Uh, yes. Uh, well, like two movies ago, actually, I think. I don't think I've seen that one yet. The Rogue One, have you seen that? Yeah. Rogue One is my, f- um, I'm going to say it's my second favorite uh, Star Wars movie. My first favorite is still Episode Three. Then Rogue One, and that has a newer droid in it, and that droid is A+. That droid is an amazing oh, okay. character. So it must have been this Han movie that they complained about that I just haven't seen yet. Because I've seen Last Jedi and Rogue One. Yeah. So I'm caught up. Yeah. Quote, unquote. Yeah, you, you're only like missing... Han. Yeah, you're only missing the solo movie. So this droid, they tried, I think, to make people laugh at her because uh, she was this extremist um, uh, droid rights personality and it literally is a, a, a caricature of like a feminist who's out there with signs blaring in your face the entire time and you just want to just punch them because you can't handle it well that's what she was she was just extremist you know droid who's out there just blaring the entire time nails on a chalkboard right and it was. It was nails on a chalkboard, and it was grating. Because every single time she was on screen, she was just shoving this you know, agenda down your throat. And you're like, I get it. I get it. You need droid rights. Shut the fuck up. Well, Go do something about it instead I, of complaining. Right. So either way, 
yes, uh, a, a character like that did exist, but no, for one, she did not have a sexual relationship with Han Solo. I mean, not with Han Solo, with, with, with Lando Carizian. That that part was made up, and they made it up based off of a reference that uh, she says, like, um, she she believes that Lando Carizian loves her, which is just funny like to everyone. Like, she's, she's saying it to one of the main characters, and the main character looks at her like, you're crazy. But she tries to, like, play it off, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. So it, it it's not real. So they made it a joke, and then reviewer or somebody right, took it as right. Fact exactly, someone on Twitter took it as fact, and then like the internet ran with it. And it's just it's a joke. It's a it's a passed away joke that is supposed to be taken as funny to the audience. And if you would have just realized that, you'd have been fine. You didn't need to run with it as a reality. Like he's not actually trying to bang a droid. What what is honestly what is he gonna do with it? Because it it's not like a, a sex bot or something. It's it's a metal clanky droid like you'd be literally trying to like to have it's sex with the car mannequin. or something yeah well no cars have holes well it i guess there's been, maybe there's maybe she develops a hole somewhere i don't know either way it's not going to be fun uh so there's that but i guess the internet was right on the fact that she was extremely irritating because she is extremely irritating but half spoiler alert you don't have to worry about her for too long um, wow, thanks, dude. Yeah, so so you don't don't get bent out of shape because you don't have to worry about her too long. And she's out of your mind. You don't have to ever think about her ever again. But as a whole, I think the main character is A+. I think the writing is A+. I think that a lot of the stuff is A+. I thought um, uh, a lot of the actors were just so good. They have a lot of big-name actors in this movie, too. The train uh, scene is epic. A lot of there's there's uh, very potent deaths that take place in in the movie. There's a lot of gravity in the movie that, that makes that really kind of gut punches you. So I was I was very impressed with it as a whole. And if you had to like put a gun to my head, I'd tell you it's probably my like my third favorite Star Wars movie. I thought you just said it was your favorite. No, I said it was one of my favorites. Oh, okay. No, yeah, it's probably my my, my third favorite Star Wars movie. Huh. That's big, Steve. I know. That's heavy. I know. I know. And and that that was me. I went into this movie. The moment I pushed play, I was reg- I was like, this is gonna be such a shitty, shitty movie. I I. And then I. You I, like this more than the Last Jedi. I hate the Last Jedi. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I, like, the Last Jedi is the worst movie, and I wish it wasn't written in canon. That's nuts because like Episode One to me is a bad movie now I haven't even seen it correctly like I haven't sat down and watched the whole thing I couldn't make it through in high school oh really yeah well did you get to the Darth Maul scene at least I don't think so I don't know I don't remember it then it was a bad movie then because that Darth Maul yeah, whole ending yeah but that's the ending... only scene that you said was enjoyable that's the only scene I ever watch exactly why watch one scene It doesn't. one scene doesn't make a movie good I, I'm not lying to you, or, or, or I, you're not lying. You're, you're not wrong. I, I, I agree with you that uh, one one scene does not make a good movie, but that scene is so a plus. That whole fight scene is so great and so incredible that, in a way, it makes up for the whole entire movie and brings it. Sco- it brings. You want its- me to waste two hours of my life to watch one? Scene? I'm not saying you have to waste two hours of your life. What I am saying is, it brings its score up as a whole. 
because that one element is so good that it brings the score of the whole entire movie up. Uh, now I don't know if I can trust any review you have because if one five five minute or less scene can change your score, you're just having bad movies. <laughs> you're bad tasting games. <laughs> it, uh, and it, you have to at least... I don't know if you've seen that. If you haven't seen the, the Darth Maul fight scene, you have to at least just go directly to that scene, watch it. It's wonderful to, to witness. And then you don't have to worry about the rest of the scene. Did you at least see the the, the, the space race stuff that they got going on? The, the pod racing? Yeah. That's entertaining. I also played the arcade game. Oh, that that's really it's entertaining. It's a really good game on 64, and then they have an arcade version of it where you sit in a pod, and you can link them together. Yeah, I never played that. I played the 64 game a lot as a kid. The 64 game I enjoyed. Um, I got really good at it. I think they have it for Dreamcast. Maybe it's just 64. Although I heard it's it's one. It's, it is a good game. So I need a when my basement's I'm gonna bust out that 64 man. We're gonna have to get some games going. Okay, so cool. I'm gonna have to rent it. I'm gonna have to watch it. And I, I'm going to try not to have my bias-ass views, but uh, I do like entertainment. Like, entertaining movies are fine with me. Yeah. So... Well, you'll be entertained. This is a... This is, I'm telling you, this is a good movie. From beginning to end, this is a good movie, in my opinion. As long as you just erase... So again, a lot of people had problems with the fact that he doesn't act like Han Solo. But if you can take a step back and look at it, it's like, agreed. From the beginning of this movie... No, 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 but that's fine, because that, like you said, it's the progression of him. Right. It's not... You can't be the same person your whole life. Like, I'm not as dumb as I was when I was 18. Right. I grew up. I became an adult. I got an adult job. I have an adult car. I do adult yeah. things. I had to buy toilet paper. Sure. Paper towels. Yeah. It's weird. Right. You, 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 either way, like, this... Han evolved so much in this movie. You 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 see... But that's why what, he becomes. That's what an origin is. story movie is about, right. right? Yeah. So why are those reviewers dumb? Are they just like stupid YouTube, Twitter I people? I don't know. They, why do you listen to them, Steve? <laughs> it's hard not to. They're, <laughs> they're they're so loud. They're so loud. Twitter is a loud factory, and it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. You just gotta be loud. Eight percent of the fucking nation, right there. Yeah. Um. Well, cool. Then, uh, in a, in a future episode. We'll have to have a normal episode, but uh, this is our little travel one. Yeah, a we'll little road trip. I'll have to watch it soon, and then we can... Uh, yeah, give us your opinion on it. Yeah. Hey, tomorrow... Is today Wednesday? No, Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, we have a dinner. Do you remember that? Yeah. That's at Grandma's. Okay. They have arcade games there. I wonder if they'll be... We can go turn them on. They have, like, Big Buck Hunter. I like Big Buck. And, and some, like... The, what is, what's that rollerball game called? Ski-ball. Ski-ball. Love ski-ball. That's about it. That's all we'll I have. We'll have to go play those because it's going to be a bunch of old people. Yeah. All right. Well, should we wrap it up? Seeing as yeah. It looks like we're coming to our end here. Yeah, we're coming to the bumpy-ass roads again. Yeah. All right. Hey, everybody. That is it for Flipping and Mashing. You can follow us on Facebook. Just search for Flipping and Mashing. Same with Spotify. Um, also... Again, I, I don't know where else to Podbean. Podbean. Podcast catchers. And then uh, our personal Twitter accounts and Facebooks. Yeah, yeah, you can find all of that on Podbean. Just search for Flipping and Mashing. You can find all of our personal uh, Facebook, uh, uh, Twitters and stuff like that on there. Um, if you love Hydro Thunder Go, you follow me on YouTube. I got videos of the Yin Gang now. What, what is your YouTube? 
I think it's North Vibe 1. North Vibe 1. Search for that. And uh, you can watch some mobile Hydro Thunder. I, Hydro Thunder Go. I actually installed the PC version of Hydro Thunder on that laptop that I stream from. So I can use the Xbox Capture on that game now. Oh, really? So I'm going to be able to capture. I'm going to do the... I'll continue. I'll beat Hydro Thunder Go and do some more live streams for some people that want it. And then I'll start on the Hydro Thunder... And then, because it's on PC as well, Hydro Thunder Hurricane. Nice. I can I can do a full playthrough. I think I'll have to talk about it at a later date, but I think I'm gonna have to get my Hydro Thunder addiction in full swing. Sounds good. All right, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up right there. See you later, guys. Adios.